welcome to Rebel FM, the return of the Mexican edition. <laughs> um, I'm Anthony Gagas. Would you say that you are a minority? I would say I'm a minority. <laughs> I would say I'm a minority for a lot of reasons. I'm a minority in that my father is Mexican and my mother is white. That's not that common. Mm-hmm. Mixed. And, and my dad was the first Mexican in my family to marry a white woman. He was the only guy that didn't marry another Mexican. Wow. Which always made family reunions and stuff a little interesting, <laughs> you know. But as soon as my mom would come in blasting out Spanish, she taught bilingual education. They're like, oh, she's one of us. Nice. So it's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm Anthony Gagos. With me is Matt Chandernay. Hello. Uh, also representing the majority, Tyler Barber. Hey, what's <laughs> up, guys? And Walter Lopez. Hello. Fat penis, still the old listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Walter is not uh, Mexican. Walter is Nicaraguan. There you go. I think that's nice. important distinguish, uh, yeah. distinguish, distinction to make. Because sure. a lot of people at our work always assume you're Cuban. Yeah. Because he's from Miami. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So. So they jump to conclusions. They jump to yes. the conclusion that you're Cuban or Puerto Rican. They, you know? uh, yeah. They, they immediately jump to that conclusion on their jump to conclusion map. Um, so games. Games and shit, yo. And there are so many good, new, interesting yeah, games and we, didn't, and we didn't have a show last hell? week. That was partially my fault. I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Partially mine, too. Yeah, actually, it was all Tyler's fault. <laughs> fuck you, Tyler. Liar! Seriously, <laughs> fuck you. So since, so since Arthur isn't here, um, man, I've been playing a lot of iOS games. Hell yeah. Because my current gig <laughs> at IGN2 has been like kind of manning the iOS channel since uh, our iOS editor left. What have you been playing? The game I got to give a shout out to for most recently, uh, two things. I played Pulse, which is a fantastic. Yes. Oh, I've been seeing that a lot of great. a lot of blog traffic about that game. It's what is from this Cypher game? Prime, which mm-hmm. is the what company that made uh, Auditorium, mm-hmm. which oh. was that you know that yeah. game where you bent light to make music. Mm-hmm. Very and so cool. So this is their take at an iPod game, and it basically looks well, like it's a their take at a rhythm game. Yeah, a rhythm game. Sorry, yeah. and it's a so it basically looks like a a sonar. Or, like, imagine a drop of water hitting, and, you know, when it hits out, there are little concentric circles, right? So so a pulse comes out from the center, right. and as it hits the circles, dots will appear on the circles. And so as it radiates out from the center, you know you have to hit the dots as the line crosses it from the pulse. Cool. Right. And so it has, like, this really cool visual effect. Like, if you're playing, like, a song where you're playing that's, like, obviously Japanese-themed, it's called Sakura, like Cherry mm-hmm. Blossom, I think. Mm-hmm. And as you're hitting it, like, all of them are exploding into, like, blossoms. You know, like all the little notes, and the and it's very forgiving. You can't fail. There's only eight songs, mm-hmm. and and you know the music doesn't get that screwed up if you don't manage to do it. And actually, that's one of the things that I don't like about it. Like I agree, it's it's, it's 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 kind of takes away the challenge, right? Sometimes you just almost like stop and just listen to it. Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you're uh, actually playing the music because you know you hit the note. And like you hit it on the right time or whatever, but there's no satisfa- satisfying feedback of like I am helping this music to occur through my awesome rhythm skills. You so know? wait, let me understand this right. It's it's not like Rock Band and Guitar Hero where a successful tap will then play the sound. Right, right. The sound's it's, gonna play anyways. You're just making uh, sure that it plays without a little yeah. sound have, have happening. You seen, oh. I think I've showed you um, uh, Tap Tap Revenge. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Before, yeah, like. You know, that that looks like a standard rock band kind of thing where the notes are scrolling down, then you have to tap on them. Mm -hmm. And but the music plays no matter what you do. You know, it's like it's not it's not actually related to the instruments. That's the same thing with Pulse. And that's the only kind of bummer about Pulse. Yeah, but it is really pretty. It's really simple. And it's a great multi-touch game. Like there are definitely times like when it's like 
notes are blasting and so they not only do they appear in these circles but they'll appear and they'll be moving mm-hmm. and sometimes two of them will be coming on the same circle coming together and that's when you have to hit them so it almost is like times like you're using both hands you, know? you have to you well, have I mean, to. like especially on the more advanced songs like if you're not using multiple fingers on both hands you are going to lose yeah and, and uh, it's so cool because it's like it totally is a kind of an evolution of the rhythm genre because rhythm games have been so defined, I mean, other than, you know, like uh, ones on the DS, you know, like uh, Rhythm Heaven, you know, like where they're just all these little mini games. But th- most people think of them as like the whole rock band guitar hero yeah, thing. Where a line coming on. Line. Yeah. It's either coming down or coming at you. Right, or coming from the side or whatever. And this actually, it seems like such a simple change to make it this this pulse that that comes out from the center of the iPad. But it makes all the difference in the world. And it really is a game that could only exist on the iPad. Yeah, and Cypher Prime is just one of those t- developers that's doing really, like, you know, Auditorium was another great example mm-hmm. of st- just a way to do something with music that's totally different. Um, to me, when I look at video of this game, like, I imagine someone playing this game in the background of, like, Space Odyssey 2001. <laughs> like, you know, it kind of looks like that. Like, yeah. one of those, like, like what, like, what kind of made-up game is this? You play? But, like, no, it's actually a game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I also tried out the Infinity Blade multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Which, comes out, that which comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. uh, when it'll be com- It'll be out by the time you hear this podcast. It's a free uh, update to Infinity Blade. I didn't know that. Online multiplayer. How is it? It's pretty interesting. Um, you know the 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 head of chair was the guy that demoed it for us, Donald mm-hmm. Mustard, mm-hmm. and uh, the way it works is like, you know, one person obviously plays the hero style character, right? Typical mm-hmm. controls: tap the sides to dodge, mm-hmm. swipe your finger to slash. The other person actually plays the boss character, and so they don't have to do the slashing to attack. They pretty much just say like attack, attack, and do this. They can choose, I think, whether it's like a horizontal or a vertical attack. Mm-hmm. And then what they get to do is they have a slider on the left side of the screen that allows them to, to quickly screw with the speed. So they can be like, I'm going to do an overhead attack, and but I'm going to do it really slow. Oh, so that cool. person like will like go be like, oh, I should block. And then they'll be like, but they'll block way too early because right, it's right, slow. Right. And that's exactly what happens to you in the single player, too. It's like yes. they, they vary up the speed of the attack. Exactly. So the, now this is a person doing it dynamically on the fly. And then, you know, you play a few rounds nice. of the hero. They play a few rounds of the hero switching back. And then after each round, you get money that you can use to upgrade that hero right there on the fly. I don't know. I mean, it's it's nothing like ridiculously elaborate or anything mm-hmm. but it is just a free update like yeah. to the game sounds so, clever yeah i mean i'll totally play it i'm infinity blade is still a great game you know it's interesting when i was talking with uh don mustard about it you know he held no illusions that this was going to be like all of a sudden make infinity blade like wildly popular again because mm-hmm. he doesn't he he is not under the impression that that many people play iphone and ipod games like online which i think is true mm-hmm. i don't I think, think that's i it you know people have made well, business out businesses out of it okay, so clearly but he, people do actually he said uh, i think i misquoted him a little bit he kind of said that it wasn't that they don't play them online they just tend not to play them where you have to be online together at the same time oh like a lot of times you know yeah. he's like all the games that he plays online are like words with friends something yeah. that sends like a push notification mm-hmm. people yeah. take turns Cardstone, yeah. so yeah. exactly so he was like you know i don't it's kind of hard to coordinate two people with ios devices to and do I, it and i think that's I th- I think that that's a fair assessment, but then you you have you know, uh, like that game loft game we talked about in the last episode, you know, where clearly people are online ordering chaos online. Yeah, that's it. Where people people are playing, you know, like WoW on their iPhones, and clearly yeah. they are online a lot. So I mean, like, but yeah, I think when you think about multiplayer, it's just when it's when it's asynchronous multiplayer that seems like such so appropriate for the platform that you think that. 
it, it's the natural assumption that maybe this should be sort of the default multiplayer mode for iOS devices. Um, other quick ones that you should get, just my, my weekly iOS recommendations. Starfront HD, the Starfront StarCraft clone is yeah. finally out on iPad. Yeah. It's actually really competent. Uh, Army of Darkness, Defense. Really? Wait. Actually, <laughs> really? a good Army game. Of, like, like movie? the movie yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's Holy a license. Shit. It's what? a license game that has no business being any good, and it's actually pretty damn fun. Is it tower defense? It's uh, it's more in the genre that I didn't know existed before. It's castle defense, whatever that means. It basically means huh. that you have like one building. It's like I guess it's more like Plants vs Zombie in the sense that mm. if something gets through, you're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. But it's unlike tower defense where you're building towers. This is just like what you're doing is. You play as Ash, obviously, mm-hmm. from the Army of Darkness things. The only controls for Ash is you moving him left to right by touching the left and right side of the screen. He'll attack automatically. So you actively control Ash, but then at the same time, you're slowly accruing iron, almost like sun power in Plants vs. Zombies, mm-hmm. and you're calling in soldiers. So <laughs> And soldiers have various powers, like, you know, a sword and shield guy doesn't have very much attack, but he can take a lot of hit points. Uh-huh. You know, spearmen can attack through the sword guy, so you call them afterwards. Do the spearmen go, whoo, hit. <laughs> so, so, so that's the other thing. It's definitely an Army of Darkness soundboard. Awesome, oh, awesome. Dude, you know, all the time they're t- they're saying like, "This is my boomstick," and you know, they're they're saying things, and right. the, so it's it's got that a little bit of fan service going for it. It's yeah. not the greatest looking game, yeah. but it is actually just like a really fun take on like that same sort of style of Plants vs Zombies and stuff. That's hilarious. So I I've, I've played the shit out of that, and it's like ninety nine cents. So it's like to me, so that. And the other one I'm going to give a shout out is this game coming out uh, tomorrow from when we're recording called Contraptions. It's a really mm. cool take on like physics puzzles. Oh, nice. So. Mm. Sounds fucking awesome. Um, besides that, since I'm already taking the rain, mm. uh, the reason I wasn't here last week for the last time we recorded was because uh, I was p- packing to go see Starhawk, which I did go see, and which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's different than Warhawk, which is where, you know, they're basically abandoned. Uh, besides the word hawk, mm-hmm. it is basically abandoning most of what you ever thought of a Starhawk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not returning to the PS1 days of just being like a mostly on-rails jet game. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not just a World War II, vaguely World War II-inspired, <laughs> like, multiplayer game. Now it has a full single-player campaign. That's the, the first thing they want to emphasize. Mm-hmm. It, it's a retail game that they're hoping to build out into a franchise. And... You play as Emmett Graves, mm-hmm. um, and Emmett, yeah, Emmett and Graves. That sounds like classic video game character name. <laughs> sounds like classic Western name too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's the whole thing is now it's yeah. very yeah. Firefly. It's totally cowboys uh, in space. All of the art they put out and stuff is always like dudes with revolvers on their hips, you know. But cool. also laser revolvers. Um, uh, <laughs> I think they still shoot bullets in this, yeah. but it's a third-person shooter, just like the old ones. Uh-huh. And but the whole hook of it now is that like even in multiplayer. Uh, you can build everywhere. So Whoa, cool. now it's like, a, you know, instead of like in Battlefield where you just go to where the tank spawns mm-hmm, and yeah. this one, you would call down the depot that builds tanks. Nice. And so you would, it would come, you know, and it, it does like the whole like slamming from the sky thing, slams mm-hmm. into the ground. And then you use your resources to then buy a tank from the depot. So, and so once it's there, a- everyone can buy tanks from that. So there's a proper like single player experience in this. There one. is a proper single player. This is it's a single player game as much as it is a multiplayer game. So sweet. Um and yeah, just like section eight too, when you come into a multiplayer game, you come in like a drop pod from the sky and you can totally aim it slightly, so you can totally slam 
<laughs> kill enemy players' vehicles. Nice. And so the reason it's called Starhawk still is that it still definitely has hawks, mm-hmm. except now the hawks are these jets that on the fly can transform into mechs. So you can be flying through the air, hit a button, and then it transforms out of the jet, slams into the ground as a mech, and you can just lay waste. Nice. Um, so the the multiplayer maps must be pretty big then. The multiplayer maps are really big, and the whole thing is you can build anywhere. You can build even in the enemy base. Like you can drop. That's great. A depot into That's the That's what I loved base. about tribes, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it definitely, yeah, actually has a little bit of a tribes feel in that sense. The only thing that they had a problem with in the early build that I played, and they said mm-hmm. they're trying to adjust it. I just don't think they figured out how yet. Mm-hmm. Is that each side in the multiplayer maps I played could only build sixteen structures, mm-hmm. which and there was no way to destroy your own structures. Oh, so okay. That's like one map I played, like everyone right off the bat because we all you all start with enough to build like a jeep depot. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't. No one was saying like, "Are you going to build a jeep depot?" We all just built them. <laughs> so all of a sudden, <laughs> right. we have like four jeep depots. That's four structures taken <laughs> yeah. up, like in the first minute of the game. And yeah. then people are erecting like walls. That counts as a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, people are erecting sniper towers, and then all of a sudden, like eight minutes into the game, we realized, "Oh shit!" We never built a pad to, like to deploy hawks. So the other team's just like bombing us with hawks <laughs> and we can't deploy hawks because we don't have any more building space. Oops. You know, and they're trying to figure out how to address that, right? They want to give players the ability to destroy their own structures. But how do they do it? Do they do it so you can only destroy your structures? Right. Do they do it so that a team vote has to happen? Because they don't want to just make it that anybody in your team can destroy structures because obviously someone could, their worries there's well, they need a to griefer do- could come in and just blow up everything right behind someone. Sure, but they need to make it so that like you destroying your own structures, that just seems like the easiest way to go there. Or it would seem like you just give the structures a range. Like say you have a jeep structure, have it have this wide range that would recognize anyone trying to put another jeep structure close to it and say, hey, you can't put it here. Just go to this other one that's close. Right, so these are all of us just bouncing ideas. Right, yeah. I'm sure they're doing the same, right? The game's not coming out to 2012. Yeah, right. I have faith time. they're going to address it, but when I <laughs> yeah. played it, I was like, that is, that is obviously a problem. Or like classic problem. tower yeah. defense, like you sell your towers that you don't need anymore. Right, There's yeah, to recoup some costs yeah. or something. But yeah, Starhawk cool. looks really cool. I think that that's cool. glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear like people branching out and doing new new and old game ideas you know yeah and it was nice because i got to go to austin uh-huh. and they did the whole reveal event in the alamo draft house Fuck, the which alamo is like is such a cool ever. place exactly yeah. so that was just like a really spectacular reveal and they gave us i will say in, in full disclosure they gave us these awesome posters they were the guy that t- does all the custom art for the alamo draft house movies mm-hmm. he did a custom one for starhawk shit so, it's badass <laughs> so that is fucking That's cool. why I like the game. Not because it was cool or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just because Sony gave me a <laughs> badass <swag>. poster. <laughs> also, Sony's awesome, even though they've released like my personal info twice in the last two months. <laughs> so. Money hat. Because, yeah, I lost not only my PSN account information, right. but I had an SOE account as well. So. Shit. Um, and better hope you not sign up on any of their blogs, too, because that shit got out today. The only other game I've been playing more recently since we've met last is I've been playing the first Templar. I don't really want to get into it that much other than to say like, it's the perfect example of like a European developer that, you know, I'm sure they meant well, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, God bless them. But it's just like, (laughs) they wanted to make a, a big ass game that was really, really outside of their capability and they're probably their budget and their time frame, Like, and so I've, like this is a 360 game I'm playing and it's crashed on me like nine times oh, on like multiple awful. consoles. So it's not my console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has stability issues as a 360 game and it doesn't look good enough to warrant those stability issues. That is fucked up. And uh, 
do do you do you get the feeling though playing it like it's a it was a labor of love? I still like, get the that feeling. Yes, that pulls like you these on guys really to... wanted to try and create a historical adventure about Templars, and not like not like a completely cheesy one. Like they wanted to have it somewhat grounded in history, mm-hmm. like vaguely. I, I mean, that's interesting. I. I think that's a fertile ground, you know. I I would love to see historic games. Me too, but you know? they should have done it as like a two D adventure game, maybe or something. Yeah, mm. you know, instead of instead because what they did is they it's spent like third person action. It is, and so they spent all this time building out like a third person action system and a bunch of combat stuff mm. that really detracted from the whole historical experience and just turned it into a really repetitive, mindless hack and slash. Like all the historical stuff gets lost because all you know is you're like some dude going around the it's supposed to be super religious, murdering hundreds of people. Like, dude, that dude kills so <laughs> many people. And not only that, but they have these crazy kill animations in it. And that guy murders people violently. Like, he takes the hilt of a sword Jesus and just beats Christ. him in the throat. As just Jesus like, would ask you to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just like a, like, I don't know. I, I think, it, yeah, it obviously was Labor of Love, and they try and throw some history and stuff in there. But, mm-hmm. like, if this is a game that Ubisoft had tackled or something like that, someone that has obviously kind of an understanding of making historical setting games and stuff, mm-hmm. it could have been cool, but it, it's obviously just super budget. I mean, it's published by Calypso, mm-hmm. you know, wow. and, and they're obviously a very much smaller publisher they that are, does. Yeah. They do, um, what, rail simulators mostly and the, yeah, sail simulators. And uh, they do <laughs> really? Tropic. Yeah, they do. Tropico. They do, like, sailboat simulators. Oh, Tropico was good. Yeah, they did Tropico. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, they have some hits, but again, even Tropico is obviously, like, more of a budget. Mm game you know these are all smaller things and i just feel like in the case of the first templar it was like definitely eyes bigger than their stomach you know (laughs) yeah that sounded more like it it could have existed as a pc game yeah or especially like anything anything is it it is a third person yeah yeah. but i I just think i just think that they should have scaled it back as all like you know it's like it's like a company that's smaller that realizes like you know we're just gonna do really cool xbla games like Mm -hmm. i don't know no one says that you can't make a long like XPLA game, I mean mm-hmm. it's been done. So, yeah. well, I'm that sure they, I'm sure they wanted you know broader market sales than XPLA mm-hmm. though, right? And well, their their big competition would be, I mean, directly right now, The Witcher two. And then I mean, that, and then that, in the sense, at least when you look one next to the other, yeah, The Witcher <laughs> destroys it first off in looks department. The Witcher is a great looking game. It, it looks, is a great looking game. You know yeah, what I like, like about The Witcher? I'm sorry, no, I, the look of it. I haven't played it. Yeah, but um. They they pay attention to detail of all the detail. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, you know yeah, every little like zipper pouch buckle mm-hmm. strap yeah, absolutely. fucking I spandex. Whatever, I love you know, the things whatever. they're uh, doing with lighting too. Like definitely, just like like I, it's one of those games that like when you enter from a, a tent into the outside and stuff, mm-hmm. you're like wow man, it's just so beautiful the way yeah. that I mean I don't know the technical terms for that. But, you know, well, like HDR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the way that it almost has like that. Oh, my eyes just got shocked with light. Sort yeah, of it's, effect. yeah. The yeah. high dynamic range lighting. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And it's it's just because like uh, just like in real life, you know, games that use HDR, you're able to have different exposure levels. So it's like, you know, when your pupils dilate inside and outside uh, because of the different amounts of light in there, you know, you can do that same kind of thing in simulation in games. And it's really cool when it's done well. And it's done well in yeah. in The Witcher 2. Um, My problem with that game, I've yes. only played two hours. I've played so a couple hours myself. Early yeah. build, mind you. Yeah, I've only, I've only played two hours. Yeah. So this is like, you know, heavily caveated. But uh, is that a word? I think so. Yeah, it, is it is now. Yeah. <laughs> but the combat sucks. I hate it. It, so it is, far, I it really is very hard. 
It's not just hard. It sucks. And it's like, it's the kind of thing where like, okay, don't give me a block that still does almost as much damage as if I didn't block. Oh man. Yeah. You basically, that is just bad, bad. You know, the other thing that kind of kills me about the combat in that game sometimes is that, uh, in God of War. Yeah. You know, since it wants to be more of an action game, I'm going to compare it. It's like in God of War when you roll, mm-hmm. if you're rolling an enemy swings, even if it technically would hit you, it you're rolling, yeah. it misses you. Right. Right. And this game, if if it's going to clip you, it's going to clip you and still yeah. do damage. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. got to roll way early, you know. Yeah. And uh, like the yeah, like and granted I've only done some sword combat, you know, like and there's no notion of like which sword I should be using. The game is very unforgiving. It doesn't have any kind of stuff to tell you that like you should be using your silver sword now or you should be using your iron sword now. You know, it's like I'm sure that's the kind of stuff I'll figure out as I go along. And I don't need to have my hand held the entire time, but you need to teach me some basics. And it really doesn't do a good job of that. I like the first time I ran into uh, I ran into this battle zone area and there's like th- three guys that come up and attack me like. I got my, you know, I swiped a couple times with my sword. The guys didn't really, there wasn't a whole lot of weight behind the swing. Like when you hit the guys, they react to it, but not in the way that you really want them to in an action game. And uh, everybody was attacking me at once. And so it was like, all right, well, I better roll out of here because like I can clearly only take on one guy at a time, but then they all chase me all at the same pace. And it's like, all right, this just isn't timed well. It doesn't feel right. right? Yeah, early on, I definitely felt like there was. It was really hard to, to either engage in one on one or even effectively tie up dudes long enough to mm-hmm. get someone one on one. Like you've been playing it too, right, yeah. Walter? Yeah, and it's definitely with with the sword thing. Mm-hmm. It, they definitely expect you to know the lore, and knowing that the silver sword is for monsters and the and the other sword is for humans. Uh, it okay. actually, yeah, at some point, yeah, it, they it, never it, told me that. It, so if you're <laughs> if you're yet. if you're yeah, <laughs> cat just jumped on my lap. Um, <laughs> they do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the ladies did that. You're, okay. sitting, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting in Arthur's chair, therefore Arthur's cat is yeah. using you as a symbiote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they expect you to know this stuff, yeah. right? And 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 it, what I do love about that whole franchise is the lore behind it. Mm. It's kind of it's so deep and mm-hmm. it's so freaking vivid, and the fans are so like hardcore and loyal. I love that. It's like it's it's just playing a little bit of Play the Witcher two. It's kind of like damn, this should have been what Dragon Age two was all about. Mm. It's like you set the premise. Right now, dive in. Expect me to know everything about it already, and just just open it up to new gameplay. Uh, yeah, the, that know? game is like, I mean, you really have to go in and find the end game instructions and yeah. help stuff though, because like when I was playing, I was like, how do I use a potion? Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. I was like, I have potions. You have to go into meditate mode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, am I supposed to go into meditate mode? It, in the it's broken of down so much where if like if you want to become like a swordsman, yeah. you concentrate all your level ups into uh-huh. swords, and you get to the last point, and you open up a whole new fighting stance mm. that's actually really good at blocking and reacting. That's what it's all uh, about. Okay, he just stands there with his sword like at a different angle. Anyone right. comes in, he just counteracts everything. Well, and like right that's off the awesome. bat in the game, yeah. they start you off with like four magic powers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, it never tells and it never tells do. you like you should. It never has that moment where it's like use the oh. You know, girl, use, use the ice power. Use the, use yeah. the power to hold this it, guy up again, real quick. It yeah. does a really bad do- job explaining it, but if you like concentrate on alchemy yeah. and so, and you have a little bit of magic, you can throw like a gas potion mm. at like a group of enemies. Mm. Gas will fill the air. You throw a fireball, the whole place lights up. 
That's great. See, all and, the you, people, and you take care of a big group just like that. All nice. the people that listen to this podcast all the time and are like, man, you guys whine about games being too hard. You guys are a bunch of bitches. Like, this is your game. <laughs> this is it. It's yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get it to run properly at first, yeah. I think, yeah, that's, well, that's pretty my, hardcore. That's my thing is, like, I always try, even though my PC is a couple years old, I always try on the highest settings. Of course. And I know that The Witcher 2 is a as Arthur would say, a PC-ass PC game, you know? Yeah. So clearly it's not designed to run on consoles. And if I put up the details all the way, it chugs. And it does chug. And uh, But, you know, it's like I turn it down just a little bit, runs fine, and I can hardly tell the difference in the yeah. visual fidelity. It's it's a really good engine so far anyway. I don't have any stability issues, at least in the couple hours that I've been playing it. Well, I but found, a, people are having I found a ton. I have a PC that can run Crisis in the highest setting. Yeah. And it, and it chugs with... With the, Witcher. with the Witcher, and I went online, and a lot of people are having like NVIDIA issues and even mm-hmm. ATI. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to play around with your settings and turn certain things off, and mm-hmm. in order to get it stable. Yeah, I mean, our coworker was having a, uh, that's reviewing it was having a lot of problems yeah. with. Now, granted, he's on an Alienware machine, mm-hmm. and those have been nothing but problems for us. No, but he has some badass graphic cards. He though. does. Yeah, so. he has a, he has and the he best still has card NVIDIA makes. Yeah, yeah. currently. Yeah, but so. like Alienware machines, like they're. They seem like such a good idea until you've actually owned one. I've yeah, I've <laughs> I've yet. I mean, I've yet to know anybody who's ever had a positive experience in the end to talk about with their Alienware. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, The Witcher. So like, I I watched a, like I said I haven't played it and I'm going to get it. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't yet because mm-hmm. I've been playing the other new games. Mm-hmm. But um, I watched the first twenty minutes and they do a really good job of setting you in a quote-unquote war zone yeah. without quite having the technology to do so. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I thought yeah. so, too. They do that really well. It's almost like the adventure ride aspect of video gaming, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Presentation is great. The animation, the, the way they're talking, mm-hmm. it's yeah. amazing. He's Voice acting cool is actually really dude. good, too. Man, I hate yeah. to admit it, but he's such a badass character. He is, dude. <laughs> he like sounds one. like Solid Snake to me. Dude, he's like oh, Han Solo meets Solid really? Snake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the people in the world just kind of all like The Witcher. That's all they know him as. Yeah. And they're all kind of scared of him in there yeah. at the same time. So you walk around and people are like acting weird. That's what I like. I like the yeah. idea that you're playing a character who like people respect because they need you, but they obviously don't like you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, you know who like right off the bat who I've really enjoyed is the whoever's playing the king character. Yes. The, the king is really well written and really well yeah. voice acted. Yes. And I'm like, dude. This king is super awesome as a character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so to, to, to delve a little bit into the lore here, get a little bit nerd, there's mm-hmm. like different kingdoms, right? Is this what I understand? There, no? there are multiple. I mean, there are definitely warriors, yeah. ki- kings fighting other kings. Right. And you as a witcher, you're a king assassin? No. no. So no, you, as a witcher, you as a witcher are actually in the employment of a king in mm-hmm. the start of the game. And there are other witchers, and not all witchers the, are good. The actual title of it has something to do with like a plot point. In the actual in in the game, that's explained via flashbacks. Oh, yeah, okay. like so, there's a certain point in the beginning where he's talking to somebody, right? And you can actually pick which part of that battlefield you actually which part of the flashback. yeah you, you jump into which the, which, yeah which part the of the flashback. flashbacks. So you can kind of tell the story. You can uncover it at your own pacing. Mm. So you know? cool. yeah, but yeah, I mean there there are many witchers. I don't know exactly what what witchers are. I know they're they're taint they're tainted somehow. They're yeah. definitely not normal humans. Yeah, and they're and they're like they're like mutated uh, yeah. with magic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. as far as I understand. So people need them for their services because they're especially good monster hunters. Mm-hmm. But again, people don't exactly trust them because they're also 
tainted by magic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in the game, yeah, in the game you get called like the monster slayer and all these. You have all this, yeah, this reputation, and and kings want you on their side because you can turn the battle for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's why that's that's yeah, you like as a, a player. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can turn the battle for them, and you can protect them and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah, so the the lore in the world is really cool because like I, you know, I don't know, I didn't play The Witcher, so I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And but. Like I did, you know, like you were saying, Anthony, if you, you if you dive into the help menus and stuff like that, then you can start like finding out a lot of information yeah. if you're willing to read. And I'm the kind of person who's willing to read. So when it comes yeah. to a game like that, I want to play it so bad that I am willing to read. That's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um what what else has everyone been hitting up? Um, I'm getting bored with Dark Spore. That's it's yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, I'm just uh, like I really like, um, I really actually like playing multiplayer co-op. You know, like some comp stop type stuff. But it's uh, I'm only I've hit like up to world five two, and I've had to go back and like play through world four to five two like five times now to try to level up my characters and get some more yeah. loot and everything so that I can get my squads up high enough level to uh, go on to the next one. And that's just too much, you know, like I'm not progressing quick enough. Like the, I really think that they made a mistake halting, halting your progress and making you repeat levels before you'd gone through the campaign. Now, like I would have much rather have like gone through the campaign and then be able, and then like go back and do like multiplayer just as a loot grind, you know? Um, but like I'm, since I'm halted in the campaign mode and I, and if you go back even further, like if you go back into world two or something like that, it's not like the monsters are harder. It's just boring. Yeah. So it's like, you have to repeat like the last, like three or four stages that you've played over and over and over again. And that's just not smart. It doesn't, uh, it, it immediately shows me where the game is limited. And, uh, that's, that's just unfortunate because, uh, the actual, use of the powers between the squad members and the everything that you can do and all the items that you can collect and the way that you can customize your characters. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's great. I'm like, man, this could totally be my uh my holdover until Diablo comes out. And I would want and I want it to be, but the game is fighting me. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that bums me out. See, it sounds like it sounds like the interplay of powers and all the like the the systems they've designed are really cool, they and are. then the levels just don't kind of match, meet up to that, you know. Yeah, right. to be that, that's exactly my problem with. It. I, I love dungeon crawlers, mm-hmm. you know. It's just so it's too bland for me. Yeah. It didn't hold my attention. Yeah, you know. So that I just had to like put it down and just wait for torch Torchlight two until well, the Diablo comes out. I'm waiting. Yeah. For, <laughs> I'm waiting for Dungeon Siege three. That's the next one uh, that I think oh, could yeah. actually be pretty cool. Yeah, the, the next. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that that one will tide me over until. Yeah. Diablo or and Torchlight Two, right? Torchlight you have two those two be, at yeah. least. To, Torchlight the, Two can't wait. And and I'm hoping that that uh, Lord of the Rings War in the North will actually be yeah. a decent one too, because yeah, that's I got like, my eye on looks, that too. Yeah, it looks cool. You know, that's like, Snowblind, the people that made the really cool Baldur's Gate console games. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh so, shit, I played those. I, yeah. I did you? Who, they don't you, hold who up. Who went? Well. You guys go to PAX at all? They don't. You didn't go to PAX. I went to PAX. But uh, PAX. Not you didn't play it at PAX. No, it was Playboy PAX. Oh yes, I didn't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's a it's a hack and slash all the way. I, I only saw it. I'm I okay saw it at that. E3 last year, and I was I was pretty impressed actually. Yeah, War in the North, but who knows? And other than that, I've been playing some Galaxy of Fire two 
on my iPhone and on my uh, iPad. It's cool because you there's actually cloud saves through OpenFaint. So you can I did not know that. Yeah, it's wow. really cool. Holy shit. Yeah, you can go back and forth between your i between your iPhone and your iPad. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm That's like, awesome. this is fucking cool. Other game developers need to do this. Um, <laughs> Matt, did you see the screenshots that released of the new tribes, by the way? Yes. I know. I saw that, too. I saw that, too, and I was like, holy shit. It actually looks awesome. The match tripping, dude. Dude, yeah. The screenshots like, look good. The tribes, the tribes announcements, they just, like, oh, they make me moist. I, <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped for looks good. Hells, some sort of. Yes. And, I, it's like, and I love it because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, the other tribes, the last one um, was basically just unreal, you know, with some jetpacks. And uh, But this one, it's like you look at it, and it's like, massive rolling hills like bases clear in the distance i'm like these guys look like they get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's hope that it me it's mechanically sound and let's hope they didn't screw up the skiing uh, um does anyone care that modern warfare 3 was announced since our last podcast all right you know i've been playing black you ops mean, you mean a lot <laughs> yeah i've been playing black ops a lot but i still didn't care for that yeah i mean i've been playing black ops 2 actually lately but again yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They talked about the premise and all that and the leak and stuff, and I was like, eh, just sounds more and more ridiculous. That's all. I was just curious if you guys cared. People, I, for me, I just want Battlefield. Yeah. 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 Battlefield. Looks I mean, amazing. I'm a you know I'm a huge shooter fan, and I'm just like, oh man, with Call of Duty. I mean, uh, maybe there's going to be some really new stuff that's going to make me excited, but I I really have a uh, fatigue with the series. I mean, mm. just been there, done that. I think I would even have a fatigue if if the next Battlefield had just been Bad Company Three. Three, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree totally. to that. Yeah, and but you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get this big old Battlefield <laughs> Call of Duty comparison. The, well, the way the way I see Call of Duty is kind of like the Michael Bay of video games. Every few seconds, a giant explosion, someone <laughs> jumping in the air. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a shame because you so know, I'm kind of tired of that formula. I you know I, I I think if you look back at their lineage, I mean it's like there's a lot there's a lot to respect there. Like Call of Duty Two on the 360 was an amazing multiplayer game. Yeah. For oh man, one and two were both some you know, of my for favorite. For early uh, early Xbox play. Yeah, Black Ops. Black Ops. I, Call of Duty still controls better than any of the others. Yeah, it I mean does. it controls yeah. smooth and it's, it, they, I don't they like have, how fast it is though. It's too twitch for me. I don't. Well, I don't like I mean, that aspect. But the of the it. thing is though is that like it can be that fast because it controls so well. Yeah. And like that's like anybody else who's making an FPS who is it's even sort of like Call of Duty, you know, should be I'm sure that they look at it and go like, man, how can we get our controls to feel like this? Because mm -hmm. the and, you know, like I've said before, the marvel is that it controls that well on console, and then you go to PC and it feels perfect on PC too. Yeah, so yeah. They they've got it. They've got a lock on that shit. Nobody else yeah. has beat them yet. I was gonna make that argument. I, I played on a PC for months on an end, and then yeah. I, s I got a 360, and I was like, why is everyone so slow? <laughs> you know, because on a PC, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to downtalk anyone's skills on a console or anything, but on a PC, it was freaking. It still takes skills. It's just a different skill set. It yeah, is. It on is a PC, different. you pick your head out and headshot. Yeah, so a dude jumps in a room and you're you're down. <laughs> yeah. you know? I will say on the With side a sniper note, gun. Yeah, uh, uh, my friend Tina convinced me the other day to pop in Call of Duty Four and to see if people were mm. still playing. Mm -hmm. And so we finally found a match. Mm -hmm. And. <laughs> And dude, that game is so busted now. Really? They don't even, and this oh, yeah. is the console version. Uh -huh. Like they don't even bother to try and stop hacks. I didn't even know you could do these type of hacks on console. Mm -hmm. Like on the level I played, 
we were definitely all jumping around like the Incredible Hulk, and we all had infinite ammo, and we were all running faster than the Flash. <laughs> so everyone was just equipping a saw because you had infinite ammo, and just flying through the air, shooting streaks of bullets, trying to like survive. It was that's ins- pretty. Awesome. It was insane. Amazing. So that's just my side. What were what have you? You were about to say something earlier though about something you've been playing. Well, I've. Uh, I've been playing Brink a lot lately. Oh, shit. That, actually, Brink. yeah, that's a good point. That came out, and we haven't been talking about it. Yeah. That's because I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting to play it on PC. Oh. Uh, be, just because I keep hearing that the PC, it actually is functional, and that the console version sucks. What do you think, Tyler? I, you know, it's everything, you know. God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> everything negative, like, people say about the game is completely valid. But I still find like there's still enough new, uh, new elements there to me. You know, especially I didn't play the enemy war, uh, enemy territories. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. There's enough new possibility space that keep that's keeping me interested. You know, uh, for the simple fact that you know I, I think that they made some really smart decisions, like the damage that their grenades do not do. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> Is that a, was, was your smart decisions a pun? By the way. <laughs> no, no, I I try not to. Try not to make it with their isn't movements. There, isn't, there, isn't that yeah, what it's, it's called? It's called smart. the smart movement. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's whatever. It, that feels, you know, it feels great when it works. I'm sure, like, everyone has read in the reviews, but then there will be moments where you come up to a countertop, and because you hit it at, like, a 37-degree angle, mm. he doesn't hurtle over it. And you're mm. like, oh, fuck. You got to, like, back out and kind of hit it <laughs> perpendicular, you know? But still, like, it, it has a fluidity of movement, and... Uh, that I really don't get in other shooters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we, we talked about how Call of Duty uh, is real, like, snappy, silky fast, mm-hmm. you know. This Brink, to me, feels more like, I don't know, uh, feels more like an improvised sort of, uh, I don't know, shuffle or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm failing to come up with an analogy. But It'd be like Mirror's Edge with a shooting mechanic? A little bit, yeah, because, yeah. you know, it has the whole, you know look up to go over shit look down to yeah. go under but um yeah and I, I think um but what about the shooting i mean everybody i know who's played it says that it just feels ridiculously mushy like so the controls are just like the yeah on console anyway yeah there, it, it's so far you know i have always set my sensitivity up to the highest anyway mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. with so it's you know it doesn't like I said, all 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 the criticisms are valid. Mm. It doesn't control that great. <laughs> yeah. The the animation is jerky mm. as fuck, and I think you there's like there's one down animation, and it looks it's the animation that like it looks like you have the carpet pulled out from under you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like no matter what angle you're killing someone from, they do that animation. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen where like four dudes are all doing it, and they all it just looks like four looks little. It's really clones. bad. Uh-huh. You know, the other thing that kills me is, is 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but like from what I've seen, like when people get shot and stuff, it just looks like they pitch to the side, like they're just like. No one actually looks like oh, I'm being injured. It looks more like someone's punching them with an invisible hand <laughs> to make them like tip over at the waist. <laughs> Am I wrong? Right. Well, I, I mean, maybe I haven't. I haven't been examining it that closely. I've been playing it. I I've well, played I, it a I bunch, think when you don't play it and you're watching someone play, you yeah, see a lot maybe of I would notice it more. What a, what a, what I because I've only watched people play it. I haven't played it myself either. But what really annoyed me about the level design is it just seemed like. Uh, point straight point a to point b like here's the next choke point where everybody is fighting there's no real like navigating around the levels or that's anything. that's another concern that i was going to bring up that's mm. also very valid it's like um 
I'm, it's really sad to say, but it's very corridory. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a really funny sounding word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very much a corridor ass corridor shooter with mm. the spread out open spaces. Um, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of the maps aren't so well designed. You know, there are some that are really fun to play, but then there are others that like almost feel battlefield in the amount of time that you're running before you get to the choke mm. point. Like How is the single player? Like, I, that's what I was always wondering, right? Because, you know, Battlefield, right? Part of the it's reason I boss. love it is because it has a great single player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is it pretty much just like I'm playing sing- multiplayer with bots yep. in like levels that's that all have a vague yep. story? That's all yeah. it is, yeah. It's the, and, 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 you know, in fact, that's it's it's the exact same thing, you know. It's like, it's just your, you get the little cinematic lead up multiplayer, same cinematic lead up and single player. How are know? the... uh? The whole like dynamics shifting objectives thing. So that stuff is like where they really do some really uh, cutting edge stuff. Some, or I mean, I, you know, a lot of other games have multiple objectives shifting objectives. Right, but, but this this constantly shifts. It, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And so like, there's always a uh, you know if you if you're familiar familiar with battlefield rush modes, there's always like a front line like. Mm-hmm. Either one team is defending a point and the other team is attacking it or hacking or mm-hmm. trying to blow it up, trying to open a door or something like that. And then on the side, you have these, um, uh, I can't think of what they're called. They're like called control points or something. And a, like one of them is like a health control point where if you capture it, it buffs your whole team's health. Um, and then the other one's like an equipment, which gives you ammo and all, and all that sorts of things. So, so those are the sort of, uh, sideline objectives that can shift while you're on your primary, but then just like rush, when you take out a front line, it then moves further into the map, and you have now another objective that you need to do. Mm. do and they, they all require different classes to sort of uh, take care of the task. Do they do a uh, different? Do they do persistent like weapon upgrades and stuff like yes. that? Okay. Yeah, and that stuff's actually really cool. And here's the other thing. It's like they do a lot of really smart stuff. Here, here, here's example number one. A lot of people complain in these multiplayer shooters uh, about the whole unlocking of weapons progression. In mm-hmm. Brink, you can go in without jumping in a single online match, and you can play these challenges that unlock all the weapons. It's like they're specifically, they're 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 very specific challenges to show you how to play the game in different ways that you didn't think they, they actually force you to play all the different classes. It's almost like tutorial. Well, look, speaking of tutorials, did you do the 20 minute tutorial video at the beginning? It, it's not a 20 minute video. I think it's oh, just every, like a little, everyone told me it's like, it's literally like over like 10 minutes long. No, but it's, you get an achievement for doing it. You do. You also get points you can spend. It's, it's the little, it's one of the little promotional videos they released. Hmm. It's not long. People are exaggerating, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and, and yeah, another thing I really like about Brink is playing a lot of shooters. There's a lot of times where like I'm playing Battlefield, and there's a piece of information I wish the HUD or something would give to me. Mm. Um, that's like really specific and really minute. Brink gives you that, mm. and so sometimes that could be a bad thing, but when when you're playing at a game really really long term, you know, you start to really you know need those little bits of information you know like like what like little stuff like a great a grenade lands near you and if you look really closely there's a timer that ticks down that shows you how much time is left before the grenade detonates Mm, like other things like if you um if you sight an enemy in your crosshairs it shows you a tiny little icon of what their class is so Mm. it's like you can decide whether or not to uh, you know if it's like a medic i I usually focus on medics because they can revive. so can you not tell what uh a character's class is just by 
Like, do you need to cite them to tell? Like, you know, in Team Fortress, right? It's obvious. Correct. Like, there, it is very much like if you play you, a heavy, right. you're going to look like There is no heavy. way to tell just okay. sort of by looking. Right. Okay. Um, the, and, and, and so that's another interesting thing is, like, they, they sort of split up the classes in two tiers. So it's like you have the one tier of classes that are, like, soldier, medic, engineer, uh, operative, which mm-hmm. is, like, the spy. And mm-hmm. then there's a whole other side of it that is, like, your body type, uh, light, medium, and heavy, which dictates, like, uh, how well you can travel through the levels and what weapons you So if carry. I was a light soldier, I could move really fast, but I would And die jump easy. higher and die easy. Hmm. What fascinates me about that game is that from the moment it went live, a few hours later, it went from, fuck yeah, Brink, yeah, fuck this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty it, much. Man, you know? It's getting... Uh, it, complete, it fascinated me. Yeah. It was like, wow, people turned on this quick. Yeah. They, well, that's because like there's two things that a multiplayer shooter has to get right and that's controls and level design yeah and if you don't get it right it doesn't matter how much smarts it has in all the other categories yeah. you failed I, I don't feel the controls are all that bad I, f- yeah. I would I would say they're more guilty in the level design department mm. right I, I would if, if you're listening to that that that's my takeaway yeah 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 um, what do you think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, what do you think of their character design? I still think it looks pretty. I love dude, it. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. another strong yeah. thing. Their art design is great, but sometimes the graphics—you know, this is like kind of like splitting hairs. Sometimes the graphics aren't up to snuff. It's like ah, oh, like textures yeah. popping in, muddy mm-hmm. textures. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an- like I said, dude. The animation is bad. Yeah, it's so, bad. So would you say this would be one of those games that? Has the great ideas they couldn't execute, but somebody else is gonna pick them up and put them together. Or or Brink Two could be like Witcher Two. I mean, Witcher mm-hmm. the first Witcher, yeah, was really really problematic, yeah. right? Yeah, and you know, to me, Brink is all about the value proposition. I mean, some games mm-hmm. aren't like there's some games that I would when they come out, it's like no, this is you, it doesn't matter. Buy it at full price, buy it now. Right. But Brink, it's like it's the value proposition. You know, I I would recommend it as much as I would recommend Monday Night Combat. Mm. Gotcha. Which yeah. is a great game. Yeah. You know. But Monday Night Combat controls really well too. It does. <laughs> yeah. The, it, Brink isn't bad. It doesn't control horribly. Yeah. But it's not it's not that smooth either. So. Yeah. yeah if I was gonna Shit. spend my money on any game out right now, I think it would probably be Eleanor. Which I am mm. also playing. Nice. I haven't <laughs> played that. I haven't played it yet, I've but I've seen it played a lot, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, people. I was sitting on my on my counter there. Nice. Yeah, I I like the the people I work with and everything. Nobody can stop talking about like the facial animation stuff. Dude, and they look God, good. Although amazing. one thing I will say is, is it just me or do they occasionally like the facial animations are so good that they almost look like disconnected from the body or something? Sometimes, Sometimes like, if if they turn at a certain angle, the mouths yeah. can look weird, like they're not actually deep. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it does. Maybe but yeah, I really love. Oh, how the dude, characters it's, look. it's like it's great. and i think and i think it's it's interesting too because you know it makes it so, like even just watching it's so much easier to connect with these characters and i think that's because you know like how much do they say as far as communications between humans is like body language and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. Absolutely. and games always get that wrong so you feel like oh i'm talking to a robot yeah and with this it's like in heavy rain you had it to an extent mm-hmm. but in this it's like wow like like oh that's a human making expressions and i can tell like yeah. oh someone's angry like even if you were to mute it I think there are times mm-hmm. you could tell so and so's upset. Yeah, oh, so is serious. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh um uh, Ryan, my my co founder, was telling me he was like, 
Yeah, it, it's it's actually disturbing when somebody yells at you and they're angry at you. Mm. Like you're like, whoa, shit, yeah. they're angry at me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I think I think one of the magical things about the technology is that, you know, it seems like it's uh, quote unquote easy. And and what mm. I mean by that is they're capturing the actor's face as opposed to modeling a face, animating a face, mm-hmm. all that. You know what I mean? It's they've they they were they're they're able to take the video capturing stuff up to snap. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still noticing though with uh, a lot of people who are expecting like a Grand Theft Auto experience out mm-hmm. of it. How they, I've seen a lot of people like small amounts of backlash. Believe it or not, because they're like this. Well, yeah, because uh, this they, game they is too slow. I can't believe this is crap. It handles like you know, they're expecting another like I can run over anybody and oh. go on a rampage kind of situation. And this game for Rockstar is very different. Yeah, from what Good. I understand, it's it's, comp- it's very paced. Completely I was gonna say it's it's it, it, to me yeah. from what I've, I've heard, it sounds like it's more in line with like, it's not a completely good comparison, but it's more like bully than it is a Grand Theft Auto in the sense that yes, there is a degree of you being able to travel around, but it's very much oriented towards you doing yeah. the specific mm-hmm. thing. It's mm-hmm. actually structured almost exactly like Mafia Two. If you hmm. if anyone plays like it, kind of sets you into a mission. You're always on a case Mm -hmm. but you can kind of go and do what you want except Mm -hmm. now you're playing a good guy for once yeah and uh you know a lot of complaints you know let uh levied at rockstar you know we should make sure to say this is a team bondy game Mm. in australia but Mm -hmm. rockstar uh published it yeah sure you know had a lot of a, a heavy producer role yeah yeah heavy role but um they did you know they got a lot of criticism in like grand theft auto 4 where you know a lot of people are saying you're trying to step sort of the story up tell this mature story and this guy you know i'm supposed to feel for this guy but i can go and be a homicidal maniac when i'm yeah. not on a Disconnect, mission yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's like the way they completely answer is that it's okay you're a good guy so it's like mm-hmm, no yeah. you wouldn't pull out your gun in public mm-hmm. i love the it, idea so of, they don't let you of you being know? an investigator too yes it's well, cool. actually if you look at the game since grand theft auto 4 then red dead and then this they kind of you can tell like their storytelling is getting better and better because mm-hmm. red dead was like his motivations were pretty clear Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in this one they're crystal clear. He's a good guy. He's yeah, not gonna. Yeah. He's like, if you go around running over people and all this stuff, you're gonna get a game over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. that simple. You know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it it, it never felt uh, like like we like you just said, Tyler. Like in Grand Theft Auto Four, it just never felt right. Like Nico's story never came around right. His character name never came around right. You know, it was like it started out so strong, and by the time you're halfway through the first act, you're like, I don't believe this shit anymore. This is like, yeah. I've got a major disconnect between yeah. like what I'm doing and what the world mm-hmm. tells and me it was I should still, be feeling. And it was still like in typical like old rock star fashion in the sense where it was like one second, it'd be like, this is a really passionate thing about me and my family, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's a guy that's <laughs> like, woohoo, I'm just a crazy stoner. We're making really inside weird dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's <not> funny. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah. And or it's like, I have to save my cousin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Take Ellie, that, uh, pigeon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And now L.A. Noir seems very much like they set the tone and they're going to hold on to it. Right. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, like you just said, Walter, Red Dead seems like kind of the bridge because, you know, in that, in that story, like, you had... You, you know you had a character whose motivations were pretty clear and you felt like generally you were following along and yeah. that's what you were trying to do and but you still had the issues where you would run across these like incongruous characters that look yeah. that were almost displaced in the world but yeah it and sounds like la noir like solves those issues and, and uh, a- another thing that i haven't seen a trace of which to me is almost completely fucking antithetical to a rockstar game is there's um 
Oh fuck! I'm spacing on the word. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us around the word. What's the word mean? Is it boobs? There's no. <laughs> I'm thinking there's about no boobs. satire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's no satire uh, in the game. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've heard pedestrians say things that you maybe it's a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but not unlike like, yeah. unlike GTA where the pedestrians like, always say like, I, I sold yeah. my baby online. Yeah. 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 Like, no. yeah. <laughs> there's no satire in the game. Yeah. Like that's a what? That's yeah. Rockstar, yeah. you know. Well, think about how like how much the satire would ruin the the mood yeah, yeah, for that kind yeah. of game. Well, and I, the thing is, the writing and the acting is so strong, you don't miss it. Yeah, no, you know. So I I found like like GTA Four was just like here's a big sandbox, bunch of weird shit going on all over the place. There's a story you can follow if you want. Uh, yeah, Red Dead was like this. This is a guy who is who he's the way he is because of the world around him mm-hmm. you know which is very much like the western stereotype where there's gray lines all over the place in that time mm-hmm. in that era mm-hmm. you know and then this game comes around and like the satire could be found in just like the 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 historical points like the music you listen to which is a- authentic to the t if you listen to that mm. stuff it's perfect yeah the music is you know? great and and nice. the you know, the mannerisms and the people and the way they talk and the slang they use, that's pretty much where I think you're going to find a satire in that game because they're just trying to make it like a time capsule. You're you're a part of this this era, you know, and and, uh, and, and everyone talked proper, dressed proper, but there's very dark undertones. Yeah, and they're you know? very truthful to the era. Like, they deal with controversial subjects with race, with class, yeah. with people's station, yeah. uh, with men and women. And which which could be argued, like, back in the day, that was spoken in, like, in, in you know, in, not clearly. It was spoken, like, quietly. It wasn't, like, a thing to talk publicly about. And it's funny that you know? they, they probably – I haven't played it, right? But I imagine they handle – the race thing where it's if someone's being a racist they're being a racist in a way that is subtle almost like he's saying yeah. like it's more subtle it's it's still blatant but i'm saying it's it's not like it is in in uh something like red dead where you go to sell things to the guy and he's like you know the jews own everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> right you know? yeah it's just like what why'd you say that <laughs> right yeah yeah that's true but yeah you do see you know racial tension actually really quickly in the game that's pretty cool. early um but uh, you know, so have, you, have you been playing in uh, color or black and white? Have you switched I've, back and forth? Oh no, no, I've just been playing in color. Like I mm-hmm. saw the black and white option, but I was like, nah. Yeah, supposedly you can switch it at any time. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds mm-hmm. cool. Like I would like to. I think uh, the the criticism that I've heard levy, levied at the black and white is that it's too clean. So it kind of looks like a modern black and white movie. You know, like yeah. the man who wasn't there. Or something Instead of like, like that. putting a pop filter and stuff on yeah. it, something, yeah, yeah. green. <laughs> I don't know. Noise. I'm definitely gonna jump into that. I'm going to play it on PS3. They also, f- they, f- uh, the One driving disc, mechanics not are nothing right. like the driving mechanics in GTA 4. They're, I mean, I personally really like the GTA 4 driving mechanics, but it's like they went back and they tightened them up. You know, like hmm. corners turn really, really tight. I kind of don't like it. It, it doesn't work with, that, with those kind of cars. I was gonna say, yeah, especially because tanks. I would expect big cars like that <laughs> to know? have a really hard time driving. Because yeah. when you play Mafia, exactly the cars in Mafia too, like, oh, they were like. They were like what you expect, lead sleds, dude. They took turns <laughs> like a fucking yeah, weight, like they weighed four tons. Well, no, like in L.A. Noir, you 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 feel like you're turning from the middle of your car. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's yeah. like you can you These almost like didn't snap, have car steering. You snap into lanes <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of snap into, uh, I other gameplay sort of things that that they've done, I feel like are really really smart decisions. You know, there's always a scene in a Grand Theft Auto. We've all been there where you have to chase somebody up a fire escape. 
And yeah. it's like yeah. you have to navigate your guy around the fire escape, <laughs> around to the ledge, yeah. up the next ledge. And it's like you miss it. It's like 3D. It's like, do I press up? Do I press up and to the yeah. right? Dude, L.A. Noir, it's up. And he goes, he turns the corners. He, he It's all up. Dude, they Smart, automate nice. a yeah. lot of that kind of stuff. And to the point, even to the point where, say you're running um, out of a door and the person you're chasing sort of um, – made a uh, 180 degrees turn around a corner mm-hmm. it'll just automatically trail you around that corner to him like while mm, you're in pursuit like, a 90 degree like turn? to spin you around to say like hey he back at you i don't know what it, you mean um like oh, you're you coming like out you're of a doorway up, like and the did. guy just like kind of like booked it around the other way oh i you know, see like turned the, like the doors on the corner of a building yeah, and, and he like, like immediately turned around yeah like it'll come and it'll spin you around the direction it's interesting to have that sort of I guess that help. I mean, I imagine it's nice at the time. Although I imagine some people would be like, "What? Why is it controlling it for me?" Well, it, I, it does I, it smoothly, though. Yeah, it doesn't do it say, awkward. Like, the issue in that kind of situation usually, though, is that you know, the, if the camera reverses, which direction do people hold the stick? Right. And it's like, yeah. if yes. the camera reverses, some people want to just keep pushing up. Uh-huh. And just have the guy just keep going in the right direction. Yeah. Other people, I intuitively change always change it to whichever way seems front. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, if you just just remove that issue, just take that variable out of the equation, and you won't have like you won't have these these uh, uncanny valley moments pop up. So, mm-hmm. See, I, I'm I'm one of those few that I can get disconnected from my experience very easily. Mm. Like like uh, heavy rain, you know, the controls. Just completely and 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 the animation really, mm-hmm. you know, in certain points, just completely. It's, it's like all right, cool story, and then they're acting retarded. And you're like, well, that's oh. that's what that's what, that's, you know? what, that's what Matt's talking about. Is like especially in something like heavy rain, you'd be like, wow, I'm really feeling this character. Wow, their legs caught on this uh, yeah. coffee table. <laughs> like, so wow, like, you can't I, walk up a fire escape. Exactly. So <laughs> in assist like that, for me, it goes a long way. Because mm-hmm. I can keep, I yeah, mean, I'm doing a chase. If he's a bad detective, he's yeah. going to round it. Yeah, naturally. it's yeah. like I didn't lose him because I couldn't fucking find the stairs. Right, right. Or, yeah. or, or like another thing <laughs> yeah. they do, you know, just they're they really are cutting the fat in L.A. Noir, and it's mm-hmm. all for the better. Like running is no longer tapping the A button; you just hold down the right trigger. Yeah, and he runs automatically, and you're you don't have to hold down the right trigger and forward. Mm-hmm. So like when you're running up a staircase, it just like. You know, you don't even have to direct your guy if they need you to, to turn you around. You know, as long mm-hmm. as you're running, you're on sort of a quote-unquote track, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not it's not the kind of game that, like, you need to feel rewarded for mastering thumb control. You know? Right. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, there, there are shootout sections, and those are definitely, like, y- you know, it's, like, clear. Like, here we are, we're having a shootout, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's lots of other great gameplay there, as well you know and so far i haven't been getting bored of it you know i'm quite a few cases in and um cool just enjoying it i'm i'm unclear on the whole doubt thing all right so have you guys been playing walter you've been playing right yeah i've been around the office a little bit here and there i, I haven't having i'm waiting to get home and actually have like time to put headphones on and just right lose, lose myself in it so yeah. when you're interrogating someone yeah and when it kind of comes down to the interaction point you sort of you have three options right where you can acknowledge that they're telling the truth call them out you can call them out for being a straight-up liar which right. you would then have to present evidence of why they were lying mm-hmm. or you have this doubt option which i kind of don't get okay so it's when when i talked to the guys at pax i, I was like picking them apart because i was like how's this gonna work 
you know and basically there's there's in the questioning lines when when the music kind of does like a little high pitch like you hear like a piano kind of like a little i don't know what you call that it, it's a chime yeah. yeah it's like you hear that that means that's a that's a critical question right uh-huh and that's the one where you can kind of almost like say you're lying or this is true and keep going mm-hmm. right everything else it's just based on the clues you found prior to the sitting down to that questioning so that's where the doubt what comes into play yeah if you have a clue that kind of doesn't go with what he's saying at that particular moment you can kind of call him out a little bit to see if he opens up something else that either completely this you know matches up oh, or it's it's like complete opposite and then you can say all right you're you're lying oh, oh okay, i okay. get you get me okay i but, think i understand so that's now. when you hear the little piano part that means yeah. it's like all right you coming up to the crucial part of the questioning pay close attention to your to your clues oh, and, see that's yeah. not how I it's like a setup you know how i i understood it as like you use that when you think they have more information on whatever that you can use it like was. that way too because there's no like proper way to go into questioning right you think if you, you can, if you miss clues yeah you can just be like i have a gut feeling he's lying i'm let, let me call him out you know you can start yeah. going down that line of questioning to yeah. see if he kind of puts himself in a corner mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> how cool yeah <laughs> it's, it's definitely a game where you have to be paying attention yeah. it's not like the, the previous uh, grand theft autos where you can or even red dead you can just kind of be playing and riding a horse and doing yeah, whatever right and this Cut one you, if this yeah. one if you're not paying attention you'd be like oh what the, f- the fuck am i doing now yeah, yeah the, right. it's like it. one of the very first cases you're on you're like you're looking through a gun book registry and they're like you have to remember the description yeah. of the book and find it in the registry <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. to like find the guy's address yeah. and shit I mean, they do really, really cool stuff like that. And the whole, um, you know, they use music a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and anytime you're in quote detect detective mode, you mm-hmm. know, it's, um, they, everything is communicated to the player through music. So like if you're walking near something, you know, you might hear like a little, does it get really cheesy yeah. nor music going on? Noir music? Like It's not cheesy. It's okay. really well done. The music is like, Excellent. Uh, like a uh, Blade Runner saxophone or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not in no, it's God, I would love uh, Rockstar to do a Blade Runner game. Right. That would be awesome. It'd be freaking awesome. Play the shit out of that. Or Lego uh, Fast Five. That's what I want to see. Because <laughs> <laughs> that movie doesn't need dialogue. It'd just be like, meh, meh, meh. And it still, and it still works. It work. That's what I want to see. Man, I've seen a lot of dumb movies lately. Sorry. As an I still aside, been, I saw been, not only Fast Five. I still the best movie I've seen this summer. And I saw Priest. Oh, oh you saw Priest. Wow. What about Thor? Haven't you guys seen it? I've seen it. I s- it good? It's good, but I still, and I'm a comic book fan, and I still had much more fun watching Fast Five. <laughs> I, uh, I've I, heard a lot of people say, like, Fast Five is a fun movie. It's entertaining. It, it's very entertaining. But yeah, one thing you have to realize is, like, they build them as, like, these criminals with hearts of gold <laughs> yeah. just want to get a new life and start for themselves but man they fucking are willing to put civilians and everyone in such jeopardy they mm-hmm. might not kill them but they're gonna maim the fuck out of them <laughs> in the name of getting a new life hey man that's what a man does apparently <laughs> all right that's what i learned from that movie yeah and and yeah. priest and priest i'll just give us a quick shot don't you you could Don't do without see seeing that yeah. every time i look Fair at the movie i think of the game thief that's because of the poster. The first poster was just yeah, it was like hey, Thief Four. Wait, that's not a novel series. I did not know that. Let me give you a quick. Let me give you just a quick aside in our video game podcast. Let me give you a little premise about Priest. They tell you it's in the first five minutes of the movie, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just the setup. No one's gonna watch it. It's a world where there's vampires, but vampires are not humans. They're a whole different race. 
They're mm-hmm. just a complete. They're like humans and vampires exist. Vampires are not. Vampires cannot change humans into vampires mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. They just kill them and eat them. Mm-hmm. So humans and vampires have been at war on this planet for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the humans create this order of crazy vampire fighting warriors called priests Mm -hmm. that defeat the vampires and turn the tide. Once they beat the vampires, instead of wiping them out to the fucking last man, they instead put them on reservations. Things go bad. (laughs) 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 Why would they put vampires on reservations? Anyway, sorry. That's, (laughs) that just just blew my mind. Dude, just tell me the ending. I don't want to see this one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to spoil priests for you guys right now. Okay. The vampire. So if, you don't want to, if you don't want it spoiled, stop listening. You can fast forward about thirty seconds. The vampires all rebreed and get on a train, and they're riding this train throughout the desert into human cities and attacking at night. And throughout the movie, they're like, "How are we gonna fucking stop this thing?" And then at some point, they realize, "Oh, we can just blow up the tracks," and it derails <laughs> in the sun, and they all die. <laughs> the end. Wow. <laughs> Olivia, Olivia Wilde's in it. At least you got you got to see. No, her. she's not. Who, who is in it then? The girl Maggie that plays Q. Nikita. Maggie Q. The girl that plays what's Nikita. Her, what's her name? Is Maggie Q? Uh, but I will say the coolest part of the movie is when, uh, and I'm not, this is facetious by the way, is when he's <laughs> going to jump at this one vampire and not reach it. So this other priest throws two stones like ninja stars and he jumps off of them. Oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> not even physically possible. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, does anyone have anything to add? Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> As the uh, Minecraft, and there's some Tyler other new game that came out that's like 2D Minecraft. Stop. Yeah, like yeah. They I talk about that. how yeah. it's in, like it has similarities. No, it doesn't have similarities. It's fucking 2D Minecraft. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I forget what it's called. I saw Charles, but I forgot. Just the look name Google thing. 2D Minecraft. And yeah. See it. I mean, it, it, is, it yeah. is pretty much like N60 or like a SNES Minecraft. Huh. Complete with the fact that you dig in the ground, you get the various type of things. You create right. like wooden pickaxes, yeah. then stone pickaxes, Same thing. Yeah. build uh, homes. Kind of hilarious. So my friend yeah. um, that I got back into Minecraft emailed me, and he was like, "I deleted it off my hard drive." <laughs> <laughs> was he bad? Yeah. Like, was like that a, bad. really into it? He was just like, he was like, "What kind of life is that?" <laughs> dude, well, I, dude I, I get it like our, he had to our, sit back and question himself yeah. what am I doing our PC editor Charles at least has like the uh, the fallback excuse of like you know he's been doing it for work mm-hmm. but dude when he showed me his mind it's just like a horrible I'm never gonna get laid tunnel like, <laughs> it starts at the surface of the planet and then when he goes down no joke, it takes like three minutes to reach the bottom of his mind Jesus Christ because it just goes down so far and yeah. not only does it go down like probably an in-game mile into uh-huh. the earth but it's all been very you know meticulously cut out with torches and ladders and everything in place i'm just like that right there that's a testament to your time dude <laughs> for like people like me who are like ocd persnickety mm-hmm. very particular about how things look mm-hmm. and are designed it's like that's everything this game is yeah oh, that was my Jesus. problem with minecraft yeah. too that's why like i I haven't played anything in the new version because. Uh, oh, you haven't played the update. Not not the latest update because oh like it, like you bring in don't. your map and it doesn't have all the new features and stuff and yeah. I don't want to give up my old mine and my old mine design oh. and everything. So. Yeah, see that's what my I friend really did. He jumped into it. the new one. Yeah. And he was like, "Snow? What?" <laughs> He's like, "It's raining." Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I've heard people actually I know a few guys that play in the same server mm-hmm. and it became like oh let's just build houses then it's like hey we need to make an interconnecting highway hey let's build a giant bender statue yeah. hey <laughs> you fucked my house over I'm pouring lava all over yours yeah. you know it's a, <laughs> one thing it leads to yeah. another yeah. I'm waiting for when there's Minecraft murder yeah exactly well that happens all the time life. <laughs> these, these guys would be like on, on tiny chat you know on tiny chat I jump in there sometimes with the IGN community the bloggers and they're like, hey, come here. Come follow me up to the top of the of the, of the Bender statue. Pushes him off. That's for taking my stuff or whatever. That's what I'm saying, though. When, when are we going to see it on CNN, though? That, like, man kills else. wife after wife deletes his Minecraft level. Yeah. He was, like, you know, two years into making a replica of the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, isn't someone working on Death Star right now? Probably. I could have sworn I read somewhere or I'll saw an image. There, I'll bet, there, I it, bet if you go like, on YouTube, there's probably like 10 Death Stars out there already. Yeah. Well, someone's working like in a detail, like ridiculous detail in, in yeah. and out. Not surprised. Dude, yeah. There are a lot of really interesting mods for the game. Like there's one called Humans Plus, mm-hmm. and it basically adds a whole bunch of human factions to the world. Mm-hmm. And like there are good and bad factions. And you yeah. can like align yourself with <laughs> yeah. them. It's, a, it's funny that there are mods for what is a mod, basically. So. I want a. Uh, I I would like a, a Minecraft where it it was one order of magnitude uh, smaller blocks, <laughs> so that like your guy wasn't. I I realize that this like totally changes Minecraft and it wouldn't even be the same, but I just like when I'm designing my architecture, I hate that everything is two blocks tall and that's human size. Right, it's, it's not enough to do the detail that I want to do, which yeah. is probably still a good thing when I look at it objectively. <laughs> just make it bigger. Yeah, exactly. you can do the detail. Yeah, and, the, and then you're and then you're like a little miniature human in like yeah. a, in like a big boy world. Um, so should we take a break? We're gonna take a break. Then we're gonna come back. It better be fucking good. I can name a penance for abuse. And we're back. Um, the first letter comes from Jerry. What he up, says, Jerry? Uh, he's from Canada. And he says, hey guys, some months back, Matt invited me on Twitter to email him at Area 5 about this. He never got back to me, but I know he's crazy busy, so he's not offended. <laughs> I, I appreciate your understanding. What was um, it? A boot. He says, <laughs> hey, well, it's, it's a boot. Uh, I've been supporting a couple clients who do... Hobby video production for a few now, few years now, and after seeing some really neat amateur content recently, I've decided this is something I'd like to try and get into as a hobby. Uh, my main interest is more in documentary style stuff and smaller creative projects, nothing theatrical. I'm a Windows user, nothing against Final Cut, but I'm not prepared to buy a powerful Mac for it, so I would likely be either be Fair using enough. Premiere or Vegas. I have some experience with Canopus Edius. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's not familiar to me. From a client of mine, but I'm not the biggest fan of its interface. I've just been playing around with my Kodak ZIA and Vegas Studio HD recently, mostly with vacation footage so I could get my feet wet. Um, I was wondering, would Matt have any suggestions for learning materials that I could use f- both for learning the best ways to use the software and basics of how to shoot and edit in general? Um, cool. Whether reading materials, online classes, in-person classes, or other means, I'm open. Uh, I know this is a field where a lot of experimentation and practical learning is required, 
but I figured there must be some good resources available to get started. Um, I know most of the Area 5 guys started from scratch without much professional training. That's not true, right? Actually. It, no, that's not true. Uh, um, most of them it, went to film school, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of them went to film school except me, and I, my degree's in animation. Um, but, yeah. So, I think uh, it seems like the answer to his question might be get some schooling. <laughs> that's that's possible. I mean, like, you can learn everything that you need to learn on the internet. Fuck, dude. Like, uh, if you want to learn a lot about, like, uh, proper shooting techniques. Uh, I I know this won't be too relevant to you because you're using a ZI8. You're not using a DSLR with some you know some nice lenses and stuff on it. But uh, there's a guy out there. His name is Philip Bloom, and he's sort of like the DSLR filming master. But he has just a lot of good tips on like filming in general. If you like uh, surf through all of his stuff and like, there's kind of a big community that's grown up around him specifically. And you can get a lot of information about that. Uh, uh, you just kind of follow the thread from him out into the broader amateur filming universe, and you'll run across a lot of great, a lot of great information that's applicable no matter what kind of camera and software you're using. Um, I actually really would recommend moving on from a ZI8. I mean, like it's a, it is a good way to get your feet wet, but like. Dude, like you will not regret investing in a more expensive camera setup. I mean, if you can like put your well, the ZI8 away, isn't very expensive at all. It's like 180 bucks, right? And it and it does and it does uh, for what it is, it's good. But I mean, like if you really want to learn how to shoot well, you have to have the right equipment to shoot on. Yeah, and like a ZI8 doesn't have a a manual zoom and focus you know and you can't and change things like i don't think you can change things like set the white like what's it called i, I don't think it has a white it. no i'm a pretty white sure balance. it doesn't have a white balance you know any of that stuff and like all that stuff like a camera that can even just a basic camera like uh um like just i would look into you don't have to get like a like we use canon 70s and 5d mark ii's which are really expensive bodies uh at least for you know it sounds like what you're able to afford um like but there are lower level canons which use the same glass as those more expensive bodies and so really what you want to do is like if you're going to go the dslr route is uh get a body and then just try to save money to collect lenses and find lenses on ebay and stuff like that basically um it just comes down to like trying to get trying to save some money to get a more expensive camera it will actually serve you better than uh some of the software even will and one thing you're going to realize at some point is if you ever have a buddy who has a mac and has final cut i suggest you not go and use it because it'll just depress you because <laughs> if you're not going to get a mac and you're not going to yeah. have final cut you're going to feel like Man, I can't ever use another piece of editing software after I've used Final Cut. It really is the best thing out there. There you but, go. Yeah. yeah. Go online. Go online. Like, just start researching. And, like, there's actually, there's a couple things you can definitely look up. Look up the rule of thirds and look up the 180 degree rule. And those are like the two most <laughs> basic cinematography techniques that you need yeah. to understand. Rule of thirds is good general compositional rules. It is. It yeah. is. All but around. It, yeah. but it's especially important <laughs> when you're talking about a 16 by 9 frame. It becomes yeah. really, really important. Yeah. And uh, the 180 degree rule. So just go look those up. Well, I, I have a ZI8. Oh, yeah. I use it to do all the YouTube stuff or, you know, all the social stuff for IGN. Nice. It's, uh, and, and it's, I, w it would be fair to say he can start just learning how to edit and all that stuff and learn just learning his software with this stuff but I if they actually so. shoot like really compelling video and stuff he definitely needs the upgrade 
Yeah, know, I mean, you need right? to be able to this, zoom. This would be just a start for him to get used to editing. Yeah, you need something with a manual zoom and a manual focus. And, like, Canon has some, like, uh, prosumer, they call them, level uh, camera bodies that you can get for less than $1,000. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like something lens. like a ZI-8 and stuff is good when you're filming, like, improv stuff, like... Mm-hmm. Your friend starts doing something funny and you want to capture it right then and it's mm-hmm. going to make a great viral video. But if it's something that you want to produce and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Matt's I totally more, right? agree. Um, all right. So we're going to jump into a relationship letter. Yay. Um, awesome. Did I send it? <laughs> no, this this says this relationship letter is apparently from N- M. Night Shyamalan. That's yeah. what he signed it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> but uh, your real name's Kieran. I'm going to read it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sent this message from his iPod, which it's pretty long, so he must have. Wow. He says, I need advice. Okay, like there's one just camera that I want to recommend real quick. Yeah, go uh, for if it. If you're not looking for the super expensive Canons, look into the Canon T2i. There you go. That's the one I was going to mention. I think that's yeah. the one even one of our coworkers has and uses yeah. for shooting stuff that you see on IGN sometimes. Yeah, and, you can so. get, and if you start getting lenses for that, you can upgrade the body later and you can still hang on to the lenses. Lenses are an investment. Camera bodies are uh, disposable. Hmm. Um, so Kieran says, I need advice. I'm in an extremely unsatisfactory relationship. I'm reading his name because any of his friends and or this girl that would listen, she'll, she's going to know. Yeah. Uh, let me explain. I had my eyes on this person for many months in 2010. She was incredible, smooth, perfect black skin, and amazing eyes. I had heard from my friends how unique and fun she was, how spellbinding and mysterious. I knew that we all wanted her, but I was determined. <laughs> Around Christmas time, I finally managed to hook up with her, much to the jealousy of my friends, and the honeymoon period was incredible. We danced, partied, even played sports sometimes, incredible as I am not an athletic guy. But it was brief, and I found myself bored of her presence, angry even. She developed irritating habits, like sitting in front of the TV, staring at me while I tried to play games. Her hygiene seriously dropped, and she actually looked dirty most of the time. I could not bring myself to try and turn her on anymore. She just turned me off. Her constant insistence that I should get up and do something fun made me mad. All I wanted to do was sit in the sofa, get fat, and play games. (laughs) This was my depression. Um, <laughs> all I can think of is how much she has cost me, how we have nothing in common, and how she never wants to do anything new. I have thought of ditching her, thought of it, and but I am scared. I don't think anyone else will want her, and there's still a part of me what? that loves at least what she was to me. And you know, he's still maybe thinking things will get better, but right. I am losing hope, so I need your advice. Am I right to think there is no future for us? I mean, geez, I even stuck to. I even stuck by her when I found out her name was Connect. For God's sake, have you ever heard such a dumb name? Wow, wow. this guy is delusional. This well, letter, is this letter fake? I don't. This know. has to be fake. What's the timeline? It sounds like he's describing like a twenty-year marriage that just fell apart. <laughs> no one knew why. But this has to be fake. I mean, like this guy is like bitching about like her habits. I mean, look at him. Like, yeah, you're such a huge catch. Yeah, I want to sit on the couch and play video games all day, and you annoy me because you want to be with me. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, know, wanna... I Either way, if she's so mysterious and beautiful you're talking about, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's going to find someone else. I don't think that that should be what's holding you back. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, it sounds like we're just hearing one point of view here. Yeah. His. I still think this is fake. I mean, like, you know. You know yeah. What if it is real? It if it is real, silly. obviously. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous that it, it makes me If think it is fake. real, it's not working, just walk away. Yeah. You know, be be as much of an adult as you possibly can, and just walk away. 
dude, like, I don't think this guy is capable of being an adult. Look at the way that he's been talking this entire time. He clearly does not recognize his own faults, and that's so, what an adult is. Like, this, somehow this kid wrote this. He says... If he's real. He says, Zachary, he says, Zachary says, uh, I've recently been grounded, but for some reason not off Gmail. Weird, I know. <laughs> and my dad took away everything. Do people ground kids from Gmail? I don't know. My question is, what's something I can do that's not based on reading or playing a game? <laughs> What? Well, I will say this. You What's said wrong with you? He said he said in his title, it's a sixteen year old. Uh, he's sixteen. He's what can 16. I do? He should go hang out with that guy in the last. My letter. question is, what, <laughs> is he grounded from books? Like, what is something I can do? Well, I think I don't think he means reading. I think he actually means reading or play. Like he's based on reading or playing a game. like reading about a game. I think is what he's thinking. Oh, okay. Well, you could start yeah. by reading real literature. Or you could do what I did when I was 16. Fucking just rub it out. Until <laughs> <laughs> there's scars. Although, you know what I, you know what I would have to say? We, you know, we've been doing that work, like like on the side, not rubbing it out. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, HR is going to frown on that, dude. In Skype chat, we've been playing like uh, rounds of like Hangman. Nice. Like pickup games of Hangman. But he's by himself. Well, if he if he's on G if he if he if he can get on G chat like he can play maybe a game with of Hangman with his friend that sounds mm. super lame. Dude, sorry. I don't know. Start drawing. Start painting. Yeah, well, I mean, I well, can't fucking believe if he, this. He's no, in Gmail, on. right? They Let's have they on. have a uh, they have free Next books. Letter. They have free books in Gmail. <laughs> Think of something to do. <laughs> Google has the free books. You can go read some, you know, Treasure Island and all that. Read the Lord of the stuff. Rings. It's fucking awesome. There you go. Listen to audiobooks. You haven't. Uh, you probably have some sort of music device. I bet. Yeah. I don't know, man. Catch up on something else. Um. Yeah. I just want to sit on the couch and play video games. Send five crack. solutions to fix the healthcare for next week. That's what you got to do. Yes. <laughs> um. Whoa. Snap. Photo. Um. <laughs> all right. So this letter's from Danny. Uh. You seem confused. Well, it sounds like there's a photo attached. No. <laughs> yeah. There is a photo attached. Oh, oh no. no. I would like to start this off by confirming that you guys all rule. Um, not true. He said, even Matt, who for some reason in my mind is still not part of the main cast. Uh, Matt is part of the cast. <laughs> I will definitely work on that if you guys help me out with my little problem that I think is big. I was dating this girl whom I am in love with for four and a half years. We broke up about half a year ago after I left Pennsylvania to move to Florida and go to college. Mm-hmm. We worked it out it for happens. a little bit, but it ended up not working. Mm-hmm. Now she was a wreck when I left. She didn't want me to go. She cried and she was going to move down, but I told her to wait out. Waited out a bit since her parents would disown her oh, and hate me even more since they took they look at me as at moving as as if I abandoned their daughter. I see this letter is already getting longer than I wanted to for the sake of time. <laughs> I'll just tell you that we broke up, still talked and decided to drop and I decided to drop out and move back. This is and where move the problem to Pennsylvania? Yeah. This Whoa. is where the problem kicks in. She still loves me, but is still mad at me for leaving in the first place. She says she can't be with me because I fucked her up, which she can be a little crazy, so I see that. <laughs> also, she is realizing that she doesn't need a guy in her life to be happy and wouldn't want to mess that up. I was always the best, boyf- the best boyfriend, but I love her, and I know I can be the guy she needs. Okay, hold on. Yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> Why is there a picture from a discussion? Hold on, hold on. What is this? Yeah. Also, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to read this so you can see the transition he does here. 
I'm telling her, okay, she says she wants a house, a husband, and a daughter. I told her I could give her all those things, but she's not as into them so much now. Is there anything I can do to show her I'm the right guy for her and realize that she hopefully still wants those things? Also, I attached a naked photo of her. I have a lot more, but they have her face in it. I told her you guys aren't assholes and no one outside your room would see. <laughs> you told her? What? Um, <coughs> but she doesn't know you and won't let me send those. Oh, yeah, we still talk all the time. She and let you send, send the one without her face? We still talk all the time and hump. We just can't hang out around people that will know and tell her parents. But that's a whole other thing. That's the end of his letter. I don't even know what he was at. I think he was asking, right, how on, can you convince show her? Show and tell. Show and tell. All right, all right. Come on. This sounds like a ridiculously dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> I'm, I'm resizing for you guys. Whoa. Right. Oh, my God. Okay, thanks for hey. sharing. Whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't know it was like full body. Yeah, he just he wow. just he just didn't uh include her her face. Her face, but he wow. included her oh. Bennigan's bracelet. I, I don't under I don't understand why the naked photo was there at all. Are we supposed to go like <sighs> Yeah, dude, stay with her. Yeah, stay with her. She's hot, you know. Yeah, like, I I don't know either. What's what's his I, name? Danny? No, nah, here, here here's what I can tell you from that photo is obvious evidence. It's like you guys are young. <laughs> like yeah. he says yeah. he says he, actually he said the like, second letter said she is of age. <laughs> right. All right, thank you. She is 22 and I am 24. But Thanks I mean, for not like, sending us underage porn. You know. Right. Here's save. <laughs> <laughs> well, look I'm, into evolutionary tweet. biology. I yeah. don't know. That's that lately I mean, I've been having a lot of insights with that. <laughs> well, you know, so good for him. Random. First Please of all. don't start sending us naked pictures. No, yeah, but good for him. He has that to play with from time to time mm-hmm. on the on on the download. Right, right. But take from me, good sir. <laughs> I was in the army. I've seen plenty of naked women's. You could find something like that in college. If you both <laughs> if you both need to have that time away from each other to kind of grow and find out who the hell you are, which is perfectly normal, right? Yeah. Fucking do it. Yep. You find you find someone else that has a tattoo in that particular area. <laughs> don't you worry. All I can and all I can say is that like if you love her and she really wants to be independent right now, you can only support her in that independence. Absolutely. And at some point she'll either realize that you're the support that she needs or she'll want to move on. But I mean like you can't you can't keep pining over it. That just makes it worse. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is he he doesn't want to be resented for anything in the future. Yeah, exactly. Of her saying, I missed out on the opportunity to be with you or some shit like that. That's the last thing he wants. Yep. It's and uh, send us the rest of your archive. Just kidding. losing <laughs> someone always sucks, no matter what. But yep, it's true. Uh, you sound like you're all kinds of confused. <laughs> I'm gonna fall back on the old Anthony standby of therapy would not be a terrible option. Therapy's never a terrible option. I've, I've done therapy. Yeah, they so wonders for me. Yeah, sometimes even if it's just like I need somebody to talk to, isn't who aren't my parents or friends. Yeah, you know, someone I can just sit there and not judge you immediately, just for hear real? you out, and just yeah. sometimes all you gotta do is. Talk it out, and it makes sense to you when you hear so, it out loud. Yep. Quick, we don't typically talk about We've talked about this a ton in the past, but Phil writes in, and he says, I've been listening to some old episodes, and you guys were pretty pessimistic about anyone else getting into video game journalism. Let's call it Enthusiast Press. That bothers me. Yeah. Video game journalism. Yeah. Where exactly does this negativity come from? I understand that it's not the highest paying line of work, but that doesn't bother me. I write for a small site, and I'm trying to eventually work my way up to bigger sites by the time I graduate from college. Is there any reason I should give up? I don't think that we are pessimistic in the sense that everyone should give up. But I, what I will say is, is that, is that just can consider fostering other options because mm-hmm. man, there is probably like 
less than a hundred people like in in a, i'm gonna get i mean maybe i'm lowballing but i think there's probably less You're than a hundred people in america that get paid to do it full-time full-time no i still think you're lowballing you think so yeah i just think that i just think that there's a because you know you're just thinking about like the sites and the magazines that we see and read regularly but there's a lot out there yeah just wondering if there's if they can pay enough to support someone full-time is all right then but i mean also consider that you know a lot of people can get paid full-time writing for a site and but their full-time pay is a fraction of what you would need to like live in san francisco Mm, true there's a lot of people that work for smaller sites or work for local or regional papers that are actually video game reporters and they get paid to do it. Okay, so if you uh, yeah, it's it's only a little bit I guess more pessimistic than if you want to write for some of the sites that you would name yeah. on the first five fingers of your hand or something right. like that. Yeah. Right. Well, and it and I would just go one step further and say that like you say you're okay not making a lot of money, but imagine yourself 15 years from now still making that same amount of not very much trying money. to raise a family trying to raise a family right. yeah and to me right. there's not a sustainable future <laughs> unless you move up pa- out of the writing and you get and you start moving into the management in one of these companies at which point you and know you were never in it for the writing to begin with and 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 if you are in it for the writing to begin with there are very critical systemic problems with the <laughs> gaming industry and quote unquote uh, gaming uh, journalism integrity yeah. <laughs> to put it one I mean cronyism the amount of mm-hmm. I I stopped trying to write about games just out of sort of out of frustration partly of um of you know some of like the cronyism and nepotism that I see and uh and also too uh you know Anthony sits here as a perfect example like sometimes because of the audience as well because it's like what I like I, well, I, I feel like sometimes oh, you mean they're, they're being treated badly by the audience. Yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like, uh, like there's a l- not the Rebel FM audience. Yeah, like it, it's hard to find a reading audience that you can have like really good, mature, deep discussions about yeah. game, but also be able to flip back to like silly, fun, joking stuff, and like, and they won't try to skewer you for it. Or you yeah. know what I mean? Like the yeah. simple like troll comments that we all see of yeah. just like people using shoddy thinking, shoddy logic. Mm-hmm. You know, like that stuff is really discouraging to me, and that's that got me out. When of I it. think you got to think about like you know what you what you want out of your writing career as well. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of there's a lot of awesome things to say about games. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of awesome venues to do it. Exactly, yeah. and you got to know those. They're out there. Like a lot of people have been reading, and I have too lately. Like Rock Paper Shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are doing really, really good content. There, and that's not to know? say that there isn't good content on IGN because they're totally yeah. Is. You know, I, I know. go there and but, I read but it. But look, and it's look there. at the shit they have to put up with. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like uh, how frustrating is that? Anthony tries to bring up a a really interesting implication to talk about in a game, but people get uh, people pe- people yeah. use elementary level like fucking first second grade level logic and <laughs> reasoning. Yeah. You know, and to some, it's like I, I told Anthony, no, no, bring your grown-up pants to the conversation table. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's what's frustrating to me. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that it's not something everyone should do. I just think that you have to examine what you want out of life. If you're like, by the time I'm thirty, I want to be married with children. Eh, it's a little tough on what you would be making. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, there's it's, it's many a good point to have a career goal before you go in. Cause you know, like me, I kind of, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I don't consider myself a journalist. I don't write editorials for IGN, but I am part of the industry mm-hmm. and I very much stumbled into it, mm-hmm. you know, 
it just kind of happened yeah you know but i also see a lot of people who are just like i want to be a one more about video games or omg like i'm a gamer girl give me a job i look cute you know which is it's probably gonna piss off some but some people out there but it's, it's, it's the truth yeah I, it I happens, see it. It happens. I've, I've i've had emails saying like i want a job for ign and here's a picture of me is like that's your credentials. We're actually going to be giving the job to Danny's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys have said, told me, I and mean, you have seen this exact. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, you know, it's, yeah. There's also there are systemic problems with the but industry. It, it, that's it's just it's like, a very uh, good thing. Uh, he's he's still in college. He's still writing about it. Like, yeah. picture yourself five years down the line, and and if that's still your thing, fucking go for it. Who cares what yeah, anyone totally. says or do it? Yeah, yeah. I would just I would just encourage you, you really to cultivate skills that yeah. can be used for journalism in general not just yeah. games yeah i i, I don't want to come off as incredibly cynical too i just want to say like it's it's an uphill battle no it's right? great when you make I mean, when you, anytime you're making too... no anytime you make a decision you have to look at the whole picture yeah you can't just go in there just hoping oh it's gonna be i'm writing rainbows the whole way around and i'm a right. you know yeah it's it's which why would the hell I say writing rainbows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> i get what you mean yeah but it, i mean you like, know i think you have to look at it as kind of like internet and writing and journalism as a whole i mean like things keep going downhill and there's a lot of people that are really noticing it but uh the internet is still young writing yeah. on the internet absolutely is still young. this is true it's, if absolutely. you look at it in terms of like the overall uh lifespan of media and art and that kind of stuff it takes a while for shit to grow up and yeah. at some point what we think of as enthusiast press where you're talking about gaming or whether you're talking about movies or whatever uh, it's going to grow up and it's because mm -hmm. you can see the signs out there. You yeah. can see like the people that are trying, that are starting to make names for themselves. You know, like everybody talks about, Oh, who's the Lester bangs of game journalism. Right. And it's like, well, there's no rolling stone of game journalism yet. So right. it, yeah. it's the kind of thing that like, it'll, uh, it'll all happen eventually. And, you know, maybe mm -hmm. if you're a young guy in college right now, by the time, you know, you're making a, a, a really good career out of it for yourself, those places will exist. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one hits close to home. Uh -oh. This is a letter from Anonymous. I'm not going to read his name. Cause the I, hacker I, group? Yeah, this is, this is actually... <laughs> we have say, your password. They Bye. say, um, I'm 26 years old, and I've been living with my girlfriend for about three years. That hits close to home? We met online back... No, this, you're going to hear what hits close to home. <laughs> we met online back in 2004 and have been inseparable, inseparable ever since. Oh. We recently got into an argument, though, because she found out I masturbate to pornographic websites while she's at work. That was like so scientifically uh, written. <laughs> I beat off to porn. Yeah. That's how you what you could have said. I told her it has nothing to do with me being satisfied with her or not, but done out of boredom in a way to relieve stress. Uh, mm -hmm. She threatened to leave me if wow. I didn't stop. Wow. So I've been avoiding porn sites for almost a month. Sure, I could look and clear the browsing history, but I try and respect her request. It's noble of you, but, but which brings me to my question. Is it wrong for me to masturbate when she's not around? She feels like it's cheating when really all I need is to blow off some steam. She doesn't mind me masturbating when we have sex, but mm -hmm. she feels like she's not wanted involved if I masturbate to women other than herself. Um, we've been together for so long, I'm tempted to break, almost break it off and find someone new just to get a breath of fresh air. But I love her. And he says, thoughts? Okay, so look. Those two, those last she two an only child? Like Wow. So Fuck, why does so she weird, think man. she's the no, center this is of actually, the universe? This is actually, uh, I'm pretty sure there's, this is like a disorder. like that, And it has something to do with like an extreme kind of like reaction to pornographic websites. I forget what it is though. 
but you should look it up. I'm, I'm almost Maybe. positive. Heard for it. him or for her? It, for her, for okay. her, where you have like this really negative opinion of it. And then that, therefore, once you have this really crazy negative thing about porn, it starts to influence your associations with it. Like, oh, uh, anyone that okay. watches porn, you devalue them and they and, and Maybe, they must. But, but Anthony, what the, the gist that I'm getting from it is that it's that she's not a part of it. Well, and right? I think, I know, and I am think, I wrong in reading? I that? think I think the thing is for her is that she feels like it's cheating, like therefore she has. Like, it's not involved. Yeah, but, but there's but there's two issues here, right? There's the masturbating when she's not around, and then there's the porn. And so, the, yeah, it seems the, like the problem is that is that he's thinking about someone else or doing something right. So it's, so it's like I wonder is like if he what if porn wasn't involved, would she care? Yeah, if that, if you were laying like just information we don't have with your yeah, if you're using your imagination, you you should try and. I mean, I'm just curious if she would watch porn with you. <laughs> it sounds like no. It, it already sounds, like, sounds no. like no. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it Plus just porn, sounds like she's extremely jealous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I what would. What the fuck? But it sounds like, like jealous. It is of only completely this one thing. normal to look would, at pornography. I would sit her down and be like, "Look, I love you, but if you think I'm gonna close my eyes in the middle of sex and picture someone else from time to time." You're kind of foolish. Yeah, well, not only that, but I mean, if you're loves, cool with that, you gotta person, be cool with me. He wants off to stay with them, computer. but yeah, but like looking at porn and stuff is is it, there's no romantic inclination to that. It is purely no, just a satisfying yeah. of a it's a, yeah, it's a, a human it's instinct. A like even thing. even porn as an act is just a fucking fantasy half the time. Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, like, there's a there is a, a fair point about porn that the like it depends on like it, it does depend some, to some degree on the kind of porn that you're watching okay i mean sure it's like, i mean like there is some crazy gonzo shit out there yes. that, that is nothing but a what's going on yeah, keep going. Oh, oh that's good. there is some crazy gonzo shit out there that is nothing but harmful to women. Completely agree. Yeah, everyone, everyone here can agree. Agree, but yeah. I, I, when he says that, I imagine he's just watching pretty pedestrian man and woman consensual sex. Yeah. Okay. And, let, and like you're watching let's Peter North. That. Yeah, it's normal yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah let, let's assume that. Let's assume that his porn watching isn't that weird. Like. Yeah. Just I, a girl talking really dirty for really, time to time. I don't watch porn. My ma- my imagination is good enough, and I live in a, a and I I have a long distance relationship right now, so there's a lot of self gratification going on on both sides. Yeah, and it's like it's just standard. Like my girlfriend said, she doesn't give a shit if I watch porn. You know, like she when understands I, that we love each other and that you know when we're together we do this stuff, and when we're apart, well, we do it on our own. When I was dating also, someone long distance, awesome. it was the same thing for me. Yeah, you know, it was just like this is just how it we roll, and you know, if anything, I was kind of curious about what she was into. Right, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and um, he, he has to visit the the fact that if this is making him this like uncomfortable, and it's and it's taking this much time out of his day mm-hmm. to keep thinking like, don't think about porn, yeah. you know, then he needs to sit her down and be like, look, this is really you know affecting me. Yeah, he should talk. And to we her need about to, it. we need to fix this. Yeah, yeah you, you should either talk about. It. Obviously, he cares about her. Otherwise, he wouldn't be writing. Right. And I think it's a, I think it's a very fair question, though, to also ask yourself if you need the porn. And like if you really do need the porn, like you can't fucking live without it, <laughs> then I think you've got a problem, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> another thing. That's another. I don't. Right. I, but I don't get that. That's this. I, I, I feel I like his he has question a very more like he's he's, he's kind a of very reasonable porn yeah, consumer. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah, his he, question was more like him feeling like. Man, why? Why do I? F- should I feel like a weirdo? No, no, no. Just, no. He, he, they need to have a sit down and just, just toss things out on the table with, if, yes. you yeah. know, before you start talking, be like, look, we're gonna be honest. I don't want like, you getting pissed off at me. Let's just, let's just put the like, things out here. Would it make yeah. you 
feel uncomfortable if I jerked to a Victoria's Secret magazine? You know, like find the steps. Like what's like what's your <laughs> yeah? Where's what's your, your threshold find, find, find and why degrees. does that exist? Let, you know? Let's yeah. find the irrationality here. Yeah, because it's irrational. There you go. It's completely. It's just like you said, Walter. It's foolish to think uh, that an impure thought does not enter someone's head. Another. Uh, so that just struck uh, close to home with me only because. I was like, masturbation's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a So this other question comes in. I'm only going to read like one or two more, but this one, also very quick question, hits close to home as well for me. Mm -hmm. From Chris in Canada who says, how the fuck can you get rid of pee fright? No matter what I do, I can't piss with someone near me unless they're shitting in a stall. Dude, welcome to my world. Really? Really? Oh, my gosh. When I'm at work, if someone comes in while I'm peeing in a stall Mm -hmm. at the urinal, I will literally stop. Wow. I I can't even tell it not to. So I then I have to, to move to a stall. I, I have to, I just had to move to a stall. I have no clue. Issue. Wow. Just pee in a stall. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. The one time that that almost resulted in horrible catastrophe for me, I was in New York City, could not find anywhere to piss, went to this one public bathroom. There was a stall, tried to go in it, and a drug dealer came in right behind me and forced me out of it. So then I was like standing in this subway station this point sweat is pouring down my face because i have to pee so bad oh my god and uh and then eventually i realized oh man it's happening i'm I'm about to pee my pants as an adult so i just ran up the stairs of the subway and just peed on this court street corner in front of everyone (laughs) that's what it is man you traumatized i was yeah you 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 know how you can get over it you need you need to go in a stall and, and have someone just cheer you on no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 do it. There's you know the, what? Like, I think this might be one of those points, Anthony, where the solution is therapy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only tried, solution I can think of. I've I tried pee shots, man. Yeah, I don't know how to tell people to get over their fears. You know, like I think it's a. I, I actually, always, you know what? I th- I think it has to do with like alpha male thing. Like, hmm. it, anytime I'm going to the, re- anytime I'm like, I'm, a, I, I know I'm approaching a stall next to another guy. Mm-hmm. I kind of take this position of like, I am the dominant one. <laughs> really? In my head. I don't know why, but I'm thinking like, I'm dominating this urinal, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah. I've been pee shy for. Well, may- put yourself in that state, maybe. That, no, it yeah. doesn't happen, Tyler. I've been pee shy for like eight years, man. Wow. I just don't. I don't think about it. I just don't give a shit. I just go in there. I get a pee. You know the old, okay. Out. So wait. So to get a little bit of deeper into my psyche, <laughs> let's wand, go right? Let's, let's, I gotta. Not show. only am I pee shy, but then the times when I'm not pee shy is when I'm peeing outside. If I'm peeing outside, not in a, I was in a urinal say, or anything. You just pee I love to pee outside. <laughs> you peed in front of a bunch of people in New York City. I love peeing outside. Huh. Hmm. So I could I, go outside my apartment right now and pee. So, are you sure so that nobody like beat you up in a public urinal or I something? I think no. about the formalized setting of like yeah. you must perform right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if you're not performing, like you're not being efficient here. So like, if that if that if that stall had a, like a window you can look outside and pretend you're peeing outside, and someone came <laughs> over and peed, you wouldn't have an issue. Yeah, it's, I just needed to be peeing on grass. All urinals need to have grass. Grass. Apparently, oh god, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Pea shyness, obviously. Pea shyness. Uh, I don't know. You know how I always take care of anything I'm afraid of. I just fucking dive in and do it. Yeah. That, right. That. Yeah. That would be like flooding. Uh, yeah. It, um, it's like I don't know if that helps, and I don't know how this helps in this situation. But whenever I've been come across anything where I'm like scared of heights or whatever, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know. 
jump out of a fucking plane. I fixed if it. You just stand there long enough. If it just gets so bad, you don't have any control, and then you have to fucking. The problem is that he's gonna start thinking about it way too much. Yeah. And he's gonna <laughs> he's torturing himself the whole time, and it yeah. becomes something where it's mm-hmm. an event, and he doesn't want to do it ever again. Yeah, that's true too. You know. He just has to get himself in like a good place to go in there and fucking listen to music and See, ignore someone next to you. The, put headphones on and pee. The reason why <laughs> I maybe think that does it at first. To do with like the alpha male personality is because I can know the times where the few times where I've had pee shyness is when like a guy where I feel more badass stepped up next to me. <laughs> you know, like ah oh, god, this guy's more badass. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Can't I'm gonna pee. show him by peeing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old school, man. I go into the pee and I I look straight ahead. I don't want to talk. You say hi to me. I'm like, why the Fuck well, you even acknowledge, <laughs> man. I'm peeing, dude. You know? Yeah. Have so. you ever seen like those those studies and stuff on like how guys they how they space out the urinals and everything? About how like there's this this untold etiquette that like you don't take the urinal right next to somebody if there's one oh, yeah. that's like Absolutely. just if there's one that's one away, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna read one more letter. All right. I'm not gonna it. read this whole letter. But this is from Kit. Um, and apparently this is something you guys talked about on the podcast last time about mm. homosexuality. Uh-oh. Being a choice or not. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. And Tyler said, Tyler said they were born candy. that way. It's not a choice. And he said, uh, and Kit writes in and, sa- and before anyone responds, just let me read this shit. Just thought the Rebel FM crew should do a little more internet re- research about genetics and homosexuality as is not as clear cut as they might think. Then he pulls out some excerpts and all that. But right off the bat, in bold fucking font, man, this is the problem. HTTP colon slash slash www dot God dot org slash evolution slash genetics of homosexuality. I don't know what that means. God and science dot org. That already reads me trouble. Yeah. And this is a this is an excerpt from it. There, there is a common belief among liberals that people are born either gay or straight. You know, like. All right. It's all right, just like so the language like, being used. So I, I guess I. OK, I can elaborate on how I feel about this then. Being gay can be genetic. It can be a choice. It can be either one. You know, like, I don't care. If you choose to be gay, go be gay. If you if you are born gay, Matt, then be gay. No, Matt, because the important distinction is that it does matter whether or not it's a choice or it's not a choice. They're born this way. They have the same rights that everyone and, else does. And I'm saying that that's fine. It's but not. I'm say, but, like, I know people who chose to be gay. You know? They they were, like, they didn't like being heterosexual, and they wanted to, and they chose to go have gay sex. But I mean, when I talk to them, I'm like, so you're gay. And I was like, no, I just, I just like, I just like dudes better than, uh, I like dudes better than uh, women right now. So they're not gay. What it, but what difference does it make if it's a choice? I mean, like, who who gets to tell you that it's wrong to choose that lifestyle for yourself? Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can choose it right all you, you want. I like, think that's you this d- guy's problem is that he can't get into that mindset, right? right. Where it shouldn't matter either way. It to shouldn't him, matter to him. I think I'm or thinking yeah. there is some underlying ideological problem where he wants to believe it's genetic so that he can throw that in the face of his ideology. Right. But because it's not proven, he can't, and he's conflicted about it. Yeah. As far I would as, say, as, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, like if somebody chooses that lifestyle, they deserve all the same rights as everybody else. If somebody is born that way, they deserve all the same rights as everybody else. It's just like it's pretty cut and dry. Um, I would familiarize yourself with confirmation bias to the person who wrote this in. It's uh, the simple logical fallacy of just 
looking for evidence that supports your decision, uh, that just supports your position to uh, support your position, and you don't seek out any evidence that just confirms it, which is exactly what um, the website obviously is. Some scientific journals and yeah, stuff about instead that of have been done a website that starts mm-hmm. with God, because <laughs> yeah. uh, religion and science are incompatible. I'm an incompatibilist, just to let you know. There's that's a heavy debatable really, topic. I, I hadn't, to, uh, heavy debatable talk. I hadn't topic. gathered that from our but, past uh, discussions. I'm an incompatibilist. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean I I'm sorry, Matt. I think you're unread in the in the um in the literature and everything. Like someone can make the like the lifestyle decision, like I'm gonna have gay sex. I mean that happens. I'm not saying it can't happen. Right, right. But people are born gay, period. Like that's a it's a genetic Okay, thing. well that's fine. That distinction like, is fine. People totally can have gay sex, but they're not uh, that uh, that's what I'm saying. You're, uh, I get I get what you're saying, and like I totally agree with you, and I understand that point. All I'm saying is that if somebody chooses to live the gay lifestyle, mm-hmm. then they deserve equal rights. Yeah, completely. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. whether or not they're born gay, if they choose to live that lifestyle, mm-hmm. irrelevant as to whether or not they deserve yeah, rights. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. So but, yeah, um, I I I didn't speak correctly earlier. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, this guy, no, um, I mean they want. It's a, uh, it's that Christian agenda. Like he said, he, he ended his letter with, "I want to believe it's genetic." It is. So I don't know. Just do more research. That's it our is advice. genetic, and then look up logical fallacies. They're really, really interesting. Um, Yay. while we're telling people to read things, go read "Mistakes Were Made, But Not by Me." Great book I'm reading right mm-hmm. now. What's that? It's a. It's a psychology book about the cognitive dissonance that people have when they make decisions and they rationalize them to themselves. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. I never do that, except yeah. that I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And people, and kind of that whole thing where people go out, once they've made a decision, they seek out information that will specifically work with their rationality. Conspiracy like, theories say hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you've listened to us. You can send in your own letters to uh, letters at eat-sleep-game.com. You can find me on Twitter at Chuff Money. You can find Matt at Talking Orange. You can find Tyler at Dirty Tea, like the drink. And you can find uh, Walter. You're at what? It's Snack Pack, right? Snack Pack. So it's S-N-A-K-P-A-K-K. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I remembered. Um, yeah. That's thanks it. coming on, Walter. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming you. on, Walter. Thanks for the invite, man. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you Arthur all. Arthur going to be back next week. Arthur will be back next week. Where he'll tell us all about all the crazy games he's seeing in Can't, LA. Can't Willie be able to? <laughs> he'll be able to talk about quite a few of them. Quite a okay. few of them don't have embargo. Yeah, he's at, he's at uh, E3 Judges Week right now. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's seeing all kinds of nifty stuff. Plus, he needs to feel better too. Plus, Arthur's been playing a lot of games too that I don't think some of us have been touching. So he'll be able to talk about those. Things. Yeah, yeah. Like Walter said he needs to feel better. Yes. He's, yeah, he's been sick. Expect Every- more LA Noir talk next week too. Everyone should sound like a Twitter dance. I get get well soon. <laughs> He's been a trooper. He's, He's out there or doing judges speak it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. All the girls that Johnny knew never seemed to be his type. They only cared about being cool and looked down on his rodeo life. But that day when the neighbors came by, Johnny's life was about to change. He met a girl with a gleam in her eye. Sorry, feeling strange. Cause all he wanted was someone who would stand by him. All he needed was someone.
was her name in that short for Jessica And she really loved horses but she used to live in the Bay Area So Johnny asked her if she'd like to go riding on Saturday And that was the start of the best scene that ever come Johnny's way Johnny's starting to make